Welcome to episode 50 of the ADV Podcast, everyone. We've got quite a jam-packed episode today. Let's acknowledge the fact that we're on episode 50. That's, that's true. half of 100. That is. That's pretty amazing. And 50 for 50 cents. Wu Mao. Right? <laughs> that's true. Come that's on. true. Good point. But that's it, a big one. That's big, we big we big do. One. We've got so much to cover today, so we're going to jump right into it with our What's New segment, where we talk about what's new, specifically to do with China, of course. Um, so the first thing that we'd like to bring up is something that I, I think is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But well, maybe we we'll just... We're, we're not going to explain it first. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to spoil it. We're just yeah. Okay, what do we got going on here? Okay, well, I want everyone to focus in on specifically the second item. Yeah. Uh, 26 RMB. What is that in USD? It's about, what, four bucks? Yeah, about four dollars yeah. thereabouts. So that is a pot, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had spent any time in China, or mm-hmm. you've looked at Chinese paintings, or you've mm-hmm. really... Spe- if, you, if you've watched a Chinese movie, yeah. right? If you know anything about China you will know that this pot has a very specific purpose. Yes. You may have seen it in Deng Xiaoping's meetings. With Margaret Thatcher and With Margaret and so Thatcher on. and, and uh, Reagan. You may have seen it um, beside a bed amongst maybe a bedridden hospital patient. <laughs> sure. Because this, in fact, is a chamber pot. Yeah, on a spittoon. In a spittoon. What, but what puzzles me, though, is it's got Shuangxi written on it. It does. Shuangxi just means double, double happiness, happiness, and it's... Usually when people get married, you see that, you sure. know, the, all, the wedding, wedding gift. Yeah, all the wedding stuff has Shuangxi everywhere. Mm. But also one of the, the most famous brands of cigarettes yeah, I in China Shuangxi. is Shuangxi. Yeah. You, you know, have you seen where they like sell it in a tin? Yeah. Like the taxi yeah. drivers have that. Yeah. So you get something that looks like, like a massive a like coffee can. Yeah. But it's just jam-packed with those cigarettes. cigarettes. Which is bizarre. terrible because they go stale. Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, not, not, not the rate that they smoke at. No, no, no. They'll never go stale. <laughs> So, anyway, a bed, a, a chamber pot is for, for feces and urine. It's to piss and shit in. Yeah. And this is something that is not as common anymore in China, of course. No, sure. But it's something that's just a part, it's a, a fixture of Chinese culture, right? Well, spittoon specifically. specifically There's yeah. always been, you know, spitting is kind of a part of China when, you, yeah, when you're there. It's it's an unfortunate thing, but it's seen as healthy. Yeah. And so, especially in Guangdong, well, actually everywhere. It's in Chinese country. medicine yeah. to, to yeah, expel to, your chi or whatever. And it's Lugis. honestly, it's the one thing I could never get used to ever mm. living in China is you wake up in the morning and the apartment walls are not very thick there. So you'll hear it in your apartment. You'll hear it on the street. Everywhere you go, you hear people hocking up loogies. It's because of the pollution. Yeah. I mean, like help. both of our father-in-laws do yeah, it too, yeah. you know. So when they're over at our house, you'll hear like... Thank goodness they go to the bathroom at least. But you'll hear from the bathroom like a, yeah. you know, like every morning, couple times. Thankfully, the young people in China are also embarrassed by this behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's changing. But anyway, spittoons. Spittoons. Um, uh, and also, it's mostly honestly for a bedpan. A bedpan. Okay, so uh, so this item was this exact same item really yeah. was. See, there found, it is, same one. Yeah, yeah. this is this is uh, this is what I wanted to bring up. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful on Amazon, guys. Yeah. Amazon to me, mm-hmm. and I think Bezos should like pay attention to this. Yeah, it's gotten to the point where I don't even. I loved Amazon. I don't sure. even want to use it anymore because it's inundated and littered with garbage now. Right. Look at these brand names. Joe J Wool. <laughs> what is that? I, know, I have no idea. So anyway, this is being sold for forty dollars, and mm-hmm. it's being marketed as uh, it could be a beer holder. One thing, someone there is saying that. 
Discord is a good way to get a hold of us. We don't have a Discord. We don't have a Discord. So maybe there's some a fake one out there. Don't listen to anyone saying yeah. go to go to we our Discord. A, we, we do not have a we Discord. We don't even have an, an account. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Let's get back. So to this it. is this is being marketed as a multifunctional Chinese traditional fruit basket. Yes. Chinese antique fruit basket for kitchen dining table decoration. Yes. Okay. And they've got some examples here where you yeah, can see is... it. If you're going to be in a tropical beach and you want to have piss like ice a, cold. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Hope you like ice in your shit. It's you're literally using a chamber pot to hold your fruit. <laughs> Do you want some just, spit? <laughs> just imagine you did buy this on Amazon and then a Chinese yeah. guest comes Dude. over. They'll be like, what are you doing? I know. Well, this is the weird thing. Mm -hmm. Go back to the original one. Yeah. This is actually go to the second one. Yeah. If you're on Amazon, yeah, maybe you're some old lady that likes this crap, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I want to have a piece of this. This will go well with my China, right? Mm. Maybe they buy something like this. The problem is, is that the sellers are from China. These are all Alibaba crap and Taobao yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. They're selling on Amazon. These are Chinese. There's seminars in China on how to be a Chinese seller for Amazon, right? Yeah. This is not some random Westerner that did this. So yeah. I, this is one, I was reading an article about this. I thought it was funny. They were making fun of the people that were like, oh, they didn't even know what this was. Mm. Well, Chinese people know. We know too. Yeah. Because we had spent time in China, I can see how people would be confused about this. But these these are Chinese sellers, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, what I think happened was some some Westerner that was thinking about selling products like this, mm. kind of blanket said, "This is this is like a fruit could be used as a fruit basket or something." And then the the supplier in China was just they just went with it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I just don't like the deception. They're like 1960s Chinese traditional fruit basket. It's not a 1960s traditional, but at least one of them over here is 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 being honest yeah they're like enamel xlo in that enamel spittoon and then chinese traditional food antique kitchen dining table decoration sure whatever anyway we just yeah, thought it was kind of hilarious funny. hilarious to point that but out seriously amazon's yeah. a mess yeah that's a don't, wreck don't go and put like your champagne in a spittoon guys that's not a good look no you could if you like <laughs> anyway conversations the next thing we're talking about here is actually quite hilarious this is a a sci-fi magazine mm -hmm. okay in china and they had an award for short stories, sci-fi short stories. Sure. Sci-fi is um, a growing genre in China. Remember they had The Wandering Earth was like the yeah. biggest ever movie ever made. Yeah. Like biggest IP, I should say, where it's not just a, a complete knockoff of something else. Sure. It did wildly, wildly well in the Chinese box office. And you can watch it and it's an interesting watch. Um, I watched it. I, I didn't enjoy it for various reasons, but I thought it was impressive what they pulled off. Anyway fact of the matter is it's a it's a growing thing so now the reason why this is even in our podcast here is it's it's very telling on how chinese society works this guy who was nominated as the winner of the sci-fi short story competitions highlighted there for his um his short story titled masterless okay Wuju. yeah Wuju. and basically masterless is a story about how trucks and buses come to life and start running over people and uh, that kind of, it yeah, might sounds, sound familiar. familiar you know why because it's a complete plagiar plagiaris how do you say plagiarization plagiarization yeah yeah plagiarization of stephen king's trucks hmm. <laughs> okay so the guy basically word for word just copied and pasted stephen king's you know change a few things here and there uh short story and submitted it for this competition and won in this science fiction magazine and this is not the first time that this guy has done it. And this is not the first time plagiarism has been a big issue. 
Yeah. Yeah. So my anthropology lesson over here is that we can learn a lot about Chinese society. And the reason I say that is because this guy Mm -hmm. gets an award, right? Mm -hmm. He's had a track record of this in the past. Yeah, he's actually plagiarized Stephen King's a lot, but also other authors. Yeah, yeah. It's not a translation. It's a full-on plagiarization. We need to make sure that's a word. Yeah. Anyway. He plagiarized. (laughs) He plagiarized. This plagiarization. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The reason I think this is a good lesson to learn is because the people Mm -hmm. that found this out are Mm -hmm. Chinese people. Now, I I would start the conversation by saying that the reason this happens so rampantly is because in Chinese society, plagiarism and cheating is very, very common, especially in the school system. It's actually looked, it's actually, um, what would you say? Like it's, it's looked as a good, as a good thing to plagiarize, to take something and improve on it. And to prove, yeah, Yeah. for sure, for sure. It's seen as a good thing. Now, it's so rampant that it happens in the TOEFL classes, it happens in the ESL class, it happens in the, in the Gaokao. Professors, professors and their, give the answers. their thesis and things right. like that. Is it a thesis or thesi? Thesi. <laughs> Again, we're really messing it up with <laughs> these words today. Sorry, you, you never know that we were once English teachers back in the day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, know. they've been caught out plagiarizing thesis, uh, their thesis, and they've been caught out sure. plagiarizing papers it's very common scientific papers and stuff fake yeah fake stuff like that is very common i never mind works. never mind like absolute knockoff movies and stuff and play like yeah. anything in in the arts or entertainment is usually like if you watch it as an outsider you're like why is that so similar why is that sure. look songs anything it's even their own stuff remember there's that famous mermaid movie yeah so we needed to get something there's some chinese mermaid movie we downloaded yeah. but then we got a plagiarized yeah version we got a, like a the... fake knockoff version. yeah just so, that yeah. fake wolf warrior, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, my yeah. point is, yeah. it's so widely accepted, and that's why this happens. But my counter to that is that the people that found out about this and were so passionate and so angry at this guy yeah. are Chinese people. Yeah. The netizens and the young people that are sick and tired of this culture because it's the one thing that netizens always get really mm-hmm. upset about is they get egg on their face when China as a whole plagiarizes so much stuff. IP theft, mm-hmm. brands, movies, shows, all this kind of stuff. They're embarrassed because there's a lot of burgeoning artists and stuff that can't make any headway in China because the plagiarized stuff sells better. Yeah. So they get pissed off and they find and they do the witch hunt and find all this stuff and they're the ones that point it out. But no netizens in China have real power because they are either fully anonymous because they have mm-hmm. to be or they can't say really anything because they have to tie their ID card to everything Absolutely. they do on the internet. So yeah. power to the Chinese people for finding this stuff out and calling it out. The problem is, is it doesn't get anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't get anywhere. It doesn't. And there's this unfortunate situation in China where plagiarism is more or less encouraged by the government. That's why, you know, they block off all the external apps. When an app starts to do well in China, um, just for example, say Google Maps is doing incredibly well. It's a bad example, but it's just an example. Google Maps is doing well. Everybody starts to use it. Actually, this was the case because when I you know, was in China in the beginning, when Google Maps first came out, when GPS was starting to come out on phones and things, because remember, I was... In China, when that transition went from like sure. Java-based, Symbios-based phones into iPhones, you know, the first iPhone was in 2007. Yeah. I was in China since 2006. Sure. I got to see the transition. So things like Google Maps were wildly popular because it was the only one that worked properly and everyone could use it. Everyone starts using it. So what does China do is they block it. Okay, they yeah. block all Google services. It's not for security. Yeah. And then uh, Baidu comes along and makes their knockoff Baidu detour, which was terrible in the beginning. Oh, it was, so it was awful. But of course, now they didn't have the competition. They didn't have Google Maps there, which was vastly superior. Because if Google Maps had stayed, 
everybody would have continued to use Google Maps. They wouldn't have even looked at Baidu Maps. You no. know why? Google Maps already had Chinese in it. Right. So it's not a language barrier thing. Uh -huh. Google Maps already had all the data that was available. But everybody had to choose Baidu Maps. Remember when we went on our bike yeah, trips yeah. and it was so frustrating because we couldn't use Google Maps? No. We had to use Baidu and it was a terrible thing. And it would lead you astray and like to dead end roads and stuff. Anyway, so the fact of the matter is, um, Baidu Maps was then allowed to, at its own pace, slowly grow and catch up to Google Maps because it had a massive user base. The whole of China had to start using it. There were a couple of others, of course, but homegrown things. Because the outside intellectual property is blocked in China, it creates a vacuum which can then be taken over by a Chinese yeah, company. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't work out. A good example yeah. of that would be uh, Facebook. When Facebook yeah. was, was unblocked, people used it. Yes. Like a lot of people used it. Um, and then, so when they blocked it, they came out with Renren, Ren, right? Mm -hmm. And that was the domestic version supposed to take it over. And Renren Ren was, was not popular. It was popular no. for a flash in the pan moment. Yeah, because it was but a patriotic it, thing to do. Yeah, but it just died off. It did. And what that that left a vacuum where other companies made other stuff. Yeah, right? so like a bunch Nichat of different things. And like, and, you know, yeah. Weibo and all that stuff took over. Mm -hmm. But there's no real equivalent yeah. for Facebook that, that existed in China after Renren Ren died. So what I'm saying is this happens with plagiarism and copyright knockoff yeah. things too. So if you have uh, a, a short story that comes out and everyone in China reads it, they're like, wow, that's such a good story. We love it. They don't know that it's actually uh, just a complete knockoff of a Stephen King story, for instance, because all the outside media is more or less blocked off. And if it's not blocked off, it's not translated into Chinese yet or something so they can get away with it, have been getting away with it for years. People have built their careers on basically knocking off Western IPs when it comes to entertainment. We all know that, of course, sure. any physical product like a shoe or a, a, a logo or a design is all copied and knocked off in China anyway. And I've got some hilarious videos where I've gone, that time I went into, uh, what, uh, sorry, Dongmen. And this is not like a long time ago. This was 2018. 2018, I went into Dongmen and I filmed in one street, six different New Balance knockoff knock shops. New Bunrun. New Bunrun, you know, <laughs> all this nonsense. And remember, like, instead of Playboy, it was Piano Boy. Piano and, Boy. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, you know. We got to do a whole video on we, that. We will, because it takes no effort to copy the design language sure, and sure. the logos and stuff that have taken, like, years to build up overseas and tons of R&D and, and sure. graphic designers and all that kind of crap and, and test marketing. Test and everything. markets, yeah. They just grab it, use it for their own, and use like a McDonald's logo to sell their dumplings or whatever, you know? That's how China works, and it works in the entertainment industry Dongle too. King. Yeah, Dongle, Dongle King. Dongle King, which isn't a Burger King ripoff. They just yeah. sell rice. Yeah, remember that, Dongle King and Texas Boyger. Texas Boyger. <laughs> yeah, to, anyway. Uh, somebody says, yeah. uh, Remember Gauda? Uh, yeah, yeah, we use Gauda D2. Remember, I bought like a, I didn't buy it. I bought, I downloaded like a voice pack for it. Gauda D2 is like a, a competitor for Baidu Maps. We did use that a lot. Yeah. Remember, like, make a new turn ahead. Yeah. That was Gauda D2. So Gauda D2 mm. is, also has these hilarious voices. And I downloaded yeah. this like hot girl voice pack. And it's yeah. like, Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really calming. You know? And I didn't get annoyed by it. But then I, I downloaded an English voice back and it goes, mm -hmm. please slow down. And it would like yell at you like that, like a scary robot. You know, it was the creepiest one was when I was filming uh, Stay Awesome China. Yeah. Our, uh, like, we, we hired a, a Chinese cameraman, you know, uh, his name was Lian Ning, and he's huh. a cool guy. And we used his GPS when we were driving around because we rented cars and I was driving, right? But he had paid for some male voice from like a, a, a well known Chinese, I guess, Schweiger kind of superstar or something but it was cringe because he'd be like saying things like 
Ah, mani dien ba, mani dien. And then like at the end, when you finish, when you reach your destination, he's like, shaita zai liao liao ah. You know, that kind of thing. So he's basically like saying, it was all like, I'll talk to you later. You know, and it was all this kind <laughs> it was of like, like weird. But it was kind of like, it was literally like a flirting Chinese pop star type thing that he had on his phone. And he's a guy. And it was sure. just cringe because, right. you know, it, it, he, he obviously appreciates this guy very much, likes him as his favorite was he gay? star. No, no. Oh, he wasn't gay. That's the thing. Okay. That's why it's cringe. Yeah, so it was cringe because it's basically this guy flirting with everyone in the car <laughs> right, as right. you're driving around. And it's not like turn left or whatever. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, you should turn left now. But like in this kind of like smoky voice. And yeah, stuff I mean, and like, that's that hot girl one that I had was an actress. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like a conversation. It was just yeah. kind of like sexy or there. It was really funny. But the Good fact time. that he had all these like conversational bits that he'd say to you, you know? Yeah, that's that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. uh, let's keep going. Uh, yeah. There's, an, there's an, a couple things to put in here. So uh, a real treat of an episode, guys. Yeah. A real treat. Oh, yeah. uh, Hua Chun Ying. Mm. She is not super happy with me right now. I'll tell you this. Nope. Uh, we've just just by the fact that she's she blocked you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. We've confirmed that she is aware of us. Must be. And after I did my Wolf Wanker diplomacy video, where I just ripped them to shreds, and mm. then we found out that uh, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name, Zhao Li Jian, was following Gabe Porn. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't have a good track record with the Wolf Wanker diplomats. No, we don't. To, we be, don't. to be fair, it's their fault for being such a holes. Yeah. Uh, they really run their mouth and this time she's run her mouth to the point where I usually get mad at her mm -hmm. This one is I'm so mad that it's just too ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm not mad anymore. Yeah, she and I'm not joking Go to the next part so I can actually read it. Sure um, This no, is okay. This is for oh by the way go back go back. Okay. I want to point this out. Yeah, this is from the uh, Chinese government Chinese government website. Yeah, this is the first one if you guys look in the top corner in the mm -hmm. top left This is the first Chinese government website. I've been to that That's is secure. secure. Yeah. I wanted to point that out. I wanted to give fmprc.gov.cn a shout out. For being, having a it. secure website. Thank you. Because even their internet security website, I'm not even joking. Yeah, their internet security The website. Chinese government internet security mm. website is unsecure. Yeah. So just wanted yeah. to say props to you guys for securing your shit. Okay. Absolutely. Now, Hua Ying, this is, this is what she said here. Okay. Mm -hmm. She said, why? And she's what is she talking about in reference to? She's talking about the fact that um you know people complain that these guys these wolf warriors use twitter and facebook yeah. and stuff to basically um, and why is that hypocritical because the people in china are well it's blocked in china there you go you're not allowed to use facebook or twitter if you're a chinese citizen or, or youtube anyone. or anything yeah right? it's all blocked it's completely like off limits and you can get you know, people keep saying, oh, you can use a VPN. No. No. You can get arrested. We have actual arrest records that yeah. we can show you of people that have gotten up to six not, months. Not just people who sold VPNs, yeah. people just who just used using VPNs. VPNs. And we've got the, we've got it. We can translate it for you if you like, where it says they use this VPN the at shills, this time to do CCP this. The CCP shills always like to say, we use it all the time, and it's totally fine. It's just they're not, you're, they block the internet to protect Chinese people. Yeah. We, that's basically code words for saying, we think Chinese people are less human than us. Pretty much. <laughs> we think their government needs to take And over. the fact of the matter is, like, foreigners using a VPN, it's a gray area. Yeah, yeah. That's if you're a foreigner area. using a VPN, you probably won't get into no. any trouble. At the very worst, they'll tell you not to do it. Sure. But you're not going to go to jail. But the Chinese, but Chinese people, people, if you sell a VPN, if you use a VPN, and why they normally get them is... You'll find a, a Chinese person goes and leaves a tweet on Twitter or something, sure. which is too sensitive or they hate very much. So they track them down. And then what they'll do is, first of all, they'll 
force them to delete the tweet, etc. Make an apology usually. Right. Um, and then they'll nail them for using a VPN and actually put them into jail for using a VPN. And probably they'll also have another thing for like disturbing the harmony and things like that. Which is also very stupid because theoretically no one in China can read that tweet because it's blocked in China. But no, you put a tweet there, disturb the harmony of China. So, you know. So let me read what she said. Yeah. So now that you know that, Winston yeah. give you a crash course as to why, how ridiculous this is going to be in your minds when you sure. hear this. She says, and I translate, mm -hmm. how come foreigners mm -hmm. can use Chinese social media? Okay, <laughs> yeah. First of all, I'll, I'll break that down a second. Sure. How come foreigners can use Chinese social media? So foreigners isn't Americans, other yeah. countries, people. How come they can use Chinese platforms? Weibo, uh, Billy Billy, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But Chinese people can't use Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> wait, wait, hold yeah, on. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, uh, let me finish it. All right. She basically says, this is just a way that we can communicate with each other. Yeah. So she literally says, mm -hmm. why can foreigners... Yeah, it's unfair. Yeah, it's unfair. Why can you guys use our platforms, first of all, mm. to use one of these platforms? If I was to post on Billy Billy, which I would not be allowed to, yes, by the yes. way, you would first need to be very proficient in Chinese. You have to take a test. Yes, they've got up. an actual test. Yes, a test. Even difficult for Chinese people to pass. Yeah. Uh, like, I remember my wife was trying to sign up to post something, and she she failed a couple of times. You're right. You need to pass a test mm -hmm. to make sure that you understand stuff. There's some weird questions in there, too. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have to tie your Chinese ID mm -hmm. and phone number. Okay. Yes, to your so, account. So you don't have, you guys don't have a Chinese ID and phone number. And then, I don't oh, have one either. Here comes the Wu Mouse. Here comes yeah. the Wu Mouse. No, -uh, there's some of the websites let you use foreign IDs. You have to tie your passport and foreign ID and sometimes your Chinese visa yeah. to be able to do this. And you have to uh, be regulated and make sure that the, the governing board is making sure that your stream is okay after yeah. you get approved. Yeah. yeah. So all of these things, So for all intents and purposes, as a foreigner, you can't join no, these Chinese no. services. Even just to join up with WeChat or any of these, you, yeah. you need to have a Chinese phone number that's verified. Sure. Okay. Well, WeChat, you can yeah. use the international version. If you use, use it, I'm yeah. talking about the Chinese sure, version, sure. which is what they care this about. This is what they're talking about. If you use it, it has to be tied to your phone number. And yeah. these days in China, your phone number has to be tied to your passport or yes. your ID. You can't just buy a number no. in the past like you could. No. You, there's no burner phones. No. When you go you in to, to buy be. a pay-as-you-go number, yeah. you have to supply it and they make a copy those of your passport. Those are the good old days. Those yeah, old, exactly. old days had like eight SIM cards. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, anyway, then she goes on to say, but why can't Chinese people use Facebook and Twitter? Yeah. Just the absolute hypocrisy. State, yeah. the foreign, one of the foreign spokespeople for the Chinese government, the CCP yeah. said, how come we Chinese people can't use Facebook or Twitter? Yeah. The government, speaking on behalf of the government that yeah. blocks those two things yes. in China. You know what I think she's probably meaning is why can't our government use yeah. it? Yeah. It's not the people, well, obviously. They can, too. Yeah. But people are criticizing it, as yeah. am I. Yeah. Why should a, govern a governing body that blocks those services be allowed to use them to trumpet and portray soft power from that authoritarian yeah. dictatorship? Yeah, exactly. Would you let Nazi Germany in today's day, would you let Nazi Germany have social media accounts and then no. they, in Nazi Germany, they block them for their own citizens. It's kind of like Nazi Germany saying to their citizens, "None of you are allowed to uh, possess U.S. dollars." Yeah. But then go and say like, "Why can't we have U.S. dollars? You're <laughs> right. allowed to have our Deutschmarks or right. whatever, you know, yeah. something like that." It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys, it, like you're saying, it's just a hypocrisy thing. Go back to your picture but, so we have reference. Yeah, so you, that people understand who you, we're talking you about. You really, really have to understand how ridiculous this is, and this is part of 
China and the CCP using our own social media and our own media against us. And I'm not saying us as in the West. I'm saying us as in the rest of the world. Okay. Because she's trying to pull this whole tit for tat thing, this whole thing. How like I'm so yeah, I am surprised she didn't say it was racist, to be honest, that we can't use Facebook and Twitter. She's so close. She's getting so close. Super close. But this is what's happening is they use our stuff for their own benefits. Don't allow... The Chinese government, yeah, by the way. Obviously, the Chinese government. Don't confuse China and the Chinese government. We're talking about Chinese government. They use our own tools against us, but do not allow our tools into their country. And, of course, we cannot use their tools against them. We cannot go into China on Weibo and say the Chinese government is racist. We can't do that. It'll be deleted. We can't say Xi Jinping sucks. But you see all over uh, social media... The you will see of the West. Yeah, you will see these same people saying, you know, terrible things about the leadership of all different countries. She promotes the the genocide of Muslim minorities. Of course. You have a person on on Twitter, mm-hmm. literally speaking on behalf of a government saying genocide is good. Yeah. That's what's happening here. They insult uh, the Indian government, the Indian people, they insult the it's American the government. Really really the matters. American yeah. people. They insult Taiwan, Taiwanese government, Taiwanese people. They insult them. every other nation. Vietnam, you name it. Anything near China, anything to yeah. ever have anything to do yeah. with China. African leaders. Anyone says anything about China that they don't like, they will go out there and insult them and put caricatures and share Global Times articles with pictures of Trump or Biden or whoever is in power at the time in this ridiculous way. Yet you cannot go into Chinese social media and post one picture of Winnie the Pooh as President Xi. Or, or uh, not e- President, Chairman, Dictator Xi. Or even meaningful discussion. Yeah. They just passed a... I hate saying they. The CCP yeah. just passed a law yeah. that says if you even make one comment now, mm-hmm. if you commentate on anything now in social media about news, about current events, about... Politics. Uh, politics, about uh, military, mm-hmm. or really anything other mm-hmm. than food and leisure yeah. and travel, right? then you have to have a license from the CCP, given by the CCP, yeah. right? So even normal people that already were tied into this whole dystopian bullshit system where they're constantly monitored on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every website in China will have a thing. It's like the CCP license, basically. Mm-hmm. You personally need to have that license to commentate on stuff like this anymore. And that's why we're seeing such a lack of discourse. Winston and I love to read through Chinese internet and forums and yeah. Jiuhu and all this stuff because we like to stay on top of these things. And it's getting even worse than it used to be. It's so distilled into almost nothing anymore. Yeah. It's insane. So anyway, that's why you saw Clubhouse and stuff blow up and then they took it down so quickly. But Hua Chunying, you are just unbelievable. Absolutely. You're unbelievable. Well, Chinese government, CCP, you're unbelievable. Yeah, you're unbelievable. (laughs) No. You are an effing moron. Yeah. That doesn't even rhyme though, does it? No. Anyway, shall we do Do a couple of super chats before we move on to our main topic? We got a big one, guys. Oh, yeah. This is... Can we, we're not going to say breaking because yeah. this is about a year of research. I think we've uncovered something very big, which pretty much proves that uh, the WHO's investigation into the origins of the coronavirus is just a, a big sham. Well, so we can say it makes it incredibly shaky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's do the... Uh, okay. Sorry. Um, Jose Malucas, he said before the show, Hi, Winston and Simil. Keep it up. Excellent content. Like always, I was... Um, I went through, yeah, I guess he means yeah. I went through economic struggle like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, much better now, and I got new work. Greetings from Spain. Well, congratulations, awesome. mate. I'm always happy to hear that people awesome bounce them. back. It's tough, you know. Sometimes you find yourself in a very bad situation, and to crawl out of it takes yeah. takes a lot of mental fortitude. Yeah. 
Mm. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, Jay Leo, uh, mm -hmm. which is a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. Winston is a fellow Angeleno and YouTuber. Can you call uh, Paul Barbato from Geography Now and, and help on his next episode, South Africa, and appear here? Um, I want to say, first of all, I'm a huge Geography Now fan. I've mm -hmm. been watching them for years, and you actually did reach out. Yeah, I sent a message on, yeah. on Twitter. Somebody so Barb, so. if you're watching, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not a geography guy at all. But I, you know, I, you're from I, South Africa. I, I am from South Africa, yes. So you're so, fine. I'm a geography yeah. guy. Yes, if you need absolutely. me, I'll pretend to be South Africa. He's like, really? He takes those geography quizzes online all the time. It's bizarre. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, I know. It's fine. It's good. It's good to know your geography. It is. Mm. NASA Fins, uh, what about running this on Twitch? We thought about it, but uh, I can't remember what there was no, a that, barrier. At the time, uh, Twitch had strict rules about, about non-gaming non stuff. I don't know how it is now. Yeah. We'll think about it. Think about it. Yeah. It would be cool if we simulcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Black Halo 6, y'all should make a Discord server. It's free. Gives your fans a place to chat between vids, a forum for vid ideas, and can be made private. Crap. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually I did I did set up a Discord server for Serpent today ages ago when it first came out, just to play around, and I found it to be too much maintenance for me to be able to run the Discord server and all the social media stuff that you know at the time I was a one man team. Now we sure. work together, yeah. but at the same time we have, we have got too much on our plate to also run a Discord server. But we're not discounting doing it. If we're yeah. going to do it, it'll be one central thing for like all our channels sure. basically. Uh, Barrier Finn says Winston Mass Effect video. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Hopefully, <laughs> is it? Yeah, why not? Like maybe not on my main channel, but I've got all these little side projects uh, that I'd like to do, things that I'm passionate about, with you know retro tech and stuff. But we'll see how it goes. Wes Hammer Hammermeister says your necks are kind of red. You can make up your own words too. I think he's talking about us talking about plagiarization. That's really? probably a word though. Our necks are not red. I am a redneck. Well, they say in I South Africa I'm a redneck, Roynick, because uh, I'm a British South African. So. Oh, here we just say that's someone from the countryside. Well, it's because, you know, when the Brits came over to South Africa, um, they get suntanned, like no, seriously bad, They're, and they do get these rednecks. Like, that's where it comes from. They oh, literally, okay. like, looks like a beetroot, nice. you know? Like yeah. a beet, yeah. T tomato or something, yeah. Beet red, we say. Mm. Yeah. Um, shall we just get into the main topic? We're going to go into it. Soft power hour, guys. This is where we talk about how China is changing your mind through all sorts of different ways. All right. So we're going to start with this little gem over here. Okay. I don't know about you, Seamilk, but I have some issues with ethics when it comes to medical trials. Okay. And why? I, I feel like if you're going to take part in a medical trial, especially when it's some kind of a experimental vaccine, that you should be able to at least consent. Yeah, I think everyone would agree with that. Not only that, I think everyone in the governing bodies of the medical sphere would agree with that around the world. So who are we looking at here? Uh, this is Liu Jingzhen. Yeah. And Liu Jingzhen is, uh, let me get his title correctly. On the okay. Yeah, we wrote he is the chairman and secretary of the party committee, uh, party committee. So he's a, uh, a party member. Yeah. Chairman and Secretary of the Party Committee of China's National Pharmaceutical Group Company Limited. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, if anyone's in any kind of a position, really, in, in any kind of government position, if you're, a, I don't know, a, a manager at a, a government office or in a hospital or in a police, anything, you are a party member automatically. You cannot get that position if you're not a party member. Correct. Anyone in the government is going to be a party member. But he's kind of like a higher level party member. Right. Um, anyway, uh, he released a statement. And I'll just translate it for you guys. Okay, let's bring it up. We should have translated this previously, but anyway, mm -hmm. we could do it on the fly. Yeah. So 
uh, this guy basically says that it's safe. The vaccine, the coronavirus, China's coronavirus vaccine is going to be safe for mm-hmm. three to 17 year olds. Now, that in itself is not alarming. That's just a statement, right? But yeah. then he follows up with this by saying, give me a sec. Mm-hmm. He, he follows up by saying that the trials, the, the clinical, trials clinical trials for yeah. the three to 17 year olds were successful. Were successful and they were not really different from the 18 to 59 year old trials. Yeah. So in that statement, he's just ba- not insinuated. He said that three to 17 year olds were part of clinical trials for the coronavirus vaccine. Yeah. Three, so, three year olds. Three year olds. Yeah. And this is something I want everyone to get. You can go on a spiel about but, that. By the way, this, the source of this is a government, Chinese government. Yeah, Chinese. Oh, it seems safe between three and three to 17 year olds because the clinical trials on three to 17 year olds proved no big issues. Now, why would anyone allow their three-year-old child to be part of a clinical trial for an untested vaccine? You got to either be very immoral or someone who only cares about money and not care about your children. I certainly wouldn't allow my child to be part of that trial. Yeah, but you understand that a lot of these people are very undereducated, mm. right? This lost generation of people. So if they're taking care of a three-year-old, right? Yeah. Hypothetically, they don't know what the the potential fallback from this is. Yeah. They don't understand. Mm. I mean, you have a you have an entire generation of people that barely went to school. I mean, look, I do actually understand it. And the reason, again, I'm going to pull this out. I used to train doctors, okay? My wife is a doctor, a Chinese doctor. But just the experience that both of you and I have mm-hmm. had going to hospitals and stuff is there's a huge amount of ignorance yeah. behind how medicine works. Sure. And the reason I say this is that antibiotics is used as a cure-all for everything. I say this every time, but when I broke my knee, they gave me antibiotics. Yeah, they gave you because you broke your knee. And I didn't have an infection. No, you just broken it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. When I went to spot of the, when I was training the doctors for the university aid in, in Shenzhen, it was this big event. It was kind of like the Olympics, but for universities. I went to their big new medical facility they'd set up with the most high-tech equipment. They had this massive big x-ray machine they put me on and you lie there and it moves you around and like scans your entire body for breaks in your bones and the stuff. CT scan, yeah. yeah. It was weird. It's, it wasn't like you lie in like a plate and the plate moves backwards and sideways. Oh, and like it an was like, yeah. But it was a very fancy sure. one. They had all the fanciest, best equipment ever. I went in there to pretend that I had a sprained ankle. That was my whole thing. And I was because the whole point is they're, they're supposed to be dealing with international athletes. Sure. So I had to pretend I can't speak Chinese. Right. And I went to the doctors and I'm, I'm coming. Oh, my, my, my foot hurts, etc. So they put me on this x-ray machine. They take me and sit me down with the doctor to consult me. And he tries in his very poor English to figure out what's going on. Guess what he gave me for my sprained ankle? Antibiotics. He gave me antibiotics. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, I was allergic to that particular antibiotic that he gave me. Right. And second of all, you don't need antibiotics to treat a sprained yeah, no ankle. Shit. No shit. But you know, I'm just, I'm trying to just drift spy on luck because during the university, the only thing that happened was one of the athletes got heat stroke. That was it. Because if anyone had actually been injured and been treated <laughs> by these doctors, and I'm, I mean, you could say it's a failure on my point because I was training them, <laughs> you know, I, and I was doing these massive intensive training courses with all the hospitals around the city. It was a huge thing that I had to do. But the fact of the matter is that they messed up something that simple, giving me an, uh, an antibiotic that I'm allergic to for something that doesn't need an antibiotic. You know, it, it just blew my mind. But here's the thing, guys. Antibiotics are so abused that you'll get a middle-aged woman Going in, I've seen it a lot of times, and my wife's told me about this a lot, and the other doctors too. We'll go in there with a cold, and she'll be like, give me antibiotics. Yeah, 
give me antibiotics. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, but it's not good for you. Give it to me. Okay, fine. And they're cheap. They cost like 10 RMB or yeah, 5 RMB. Less, and then, yeah, 2 RMB. And you get a bag, an IV bag, and you go sit on a, one of those wooden chairs. Yeah. Okay, you know those terrible <laughs> oh, yeah. things. Sit in a in wooden public, chair. In public, in front of the window. So yeah. everyone sees you getting your IV. With an IV drip of antibiotics. So when you have this kind of ignorance surrounding medicine, it makes sense that the occasional uh, person wouldn't think it's weird to give their three-year-old an experimental vaccine. They sure. probably think, oh, it's good they get a vaccine. And this is what always bothered me is that China's, you know, running level four viral labs, virus yeah. labs, and they're running massive medical trials with huge funding from around the world. When, and, and again, the scientists themselves have very good understanding, right? Yeah. But in, as a general populace in terms of like where we're at and with medical technology yeah. and stuff, I mean, we're way behind in China. And when you have a situation like this where mm. beggars believe the, the lack of morals that you need to have to, to accept a child patient from 3 to 17 yeah. to go get an experimental vaccine. Experimental vaccine trial, yeah. You know, with a, with a vaccine that has such a low efficacy rate already. Yeah. Um, just to rush it out so you can say, listen, we did it first. This is Remember when China said, let's not turn this into vaccine diplomacy? proceeds to literally yeah, turn, turn it, it into, into vaccine, vaccine diplomacy. diplomacy that's just their way of trying to stall everyone else like yeah yeah just just don't don't worry about sure. it don't do it meanwhile they're like yeah i gotta finish it you know my point is the 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 biggest thing that i learned from this is i mean i know some of the horrible things that happen in the medical <clears throat> field in china it's some really horrific stuff sure. but that he was so apt and ready to go out there and say yeah we finished clinical trials of three-year-olds thinking yeah. that that's probably not a big deal that no one's going to point that out like people like us aren't going to notice something like that yeah come on dude yeah. like no one in the rest of the world in the medical community is going to be sit on that and think that's kosher correct you know what i mean and that leads us into something else yeah that we're gonna i mean this is i'll be honest with you, this might be the last time we talk about this whole coronavirus thing because the ball's in the rest of the world's court at this point yeah. but this is the last thing we'll we'll hand to you on a silver platter okay yeah let's remind you guys First of all, what happened here, WHO gets one year, basically, sorry, China gets one year, right? They get one year to clean everything up or do whatever they want to do. They stall the WHO for one entire year mm -hmm. because the WHO needs to get into Wuhan and figure out why coronavirus happened, why COVID-19 yeah. happened. Simple as that, right? Mm -hmm. They get a whole year. Finally, Peter uh, Daszak uh, mm -hmm. goes in with the, he leads the investigation team in Wuhan. Mm -hmm. They go into the lab. They go into the, the wet market. The wet market has already been cleaned completely. Yeah. The yeah. animals that were being sold there are not being sold there anymore. Yeah. They did swab tests of these animals, and they're like, yep, no coronavirus on these. Right? Sure, sure. Because at the end of the day, China's been pushing the narrative that coronavirus didn't start in China. And it's, we pointed it out last week, and it's, yes. it's, everybody has to understand this. Peter Daszak guy was the only U.S.-based representative right. to be part of this uh, yeah. investigation team. He is also somebody who has decades of collaboration with the Wuhan lab of yes. virology where it's where everyone is kind of expecting this probably originated from sure. if it didn't come if it wasn't just cross species sure. naturally the, the other yeah over. exactly the other big um theory is that it came from this specific lab sure he has personal and financial interest in that lab which is Zhang Li. yeah which is the doctor who is working on all the, the bats scientist, yeah. scientists yeah. working on the the bats She's Still called doctor. the bat lady. Still yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Li, yeah. you know, scientist. Um, anyway, you can be called doctor if you're a doctor and mathematician. I'm just aware. I just didn't want people to think she was like a medical doctor. <laughs> no, she's not. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, um, this guy worked with her and has personal, a lot of personal ties to everyone involved. And that's why, first of all, 
he shouldn't have been on this trip because of those it's personal ties. Interest. It's a it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. He cannot be like open and fair and and objective and independent when it comes to his investigation because he's basically years. going fifteen years with yeah, He's basically going to his friends house <laughs> and going in there and saying like After hey i'm i'm supposed to like look for drugs in your house but I, yeah we're cool we're cool don't worry about it i, I know i can see them all sure. over there. just quickly put them away put them away i won't tell anyone you know what i mean that's basically what happened with this guy yeah so china blames what eight to ten countries around the world for coronavirus yeah they, and they expect the rest of the world to be like oh that's cool just keep blaming us china yeah, yeah. they blame italy they blame india they blame japan they blamed australia yeah. they blame the u.s at this point, and it's, and it's not tabloid, this is the state. The Chinese state was blaming these countries for coronavirus yeah. when it was very clearly started in Wuhan, right? Yeah, Let's be totally that's where it came from. It's gotten to the point where it's become almost prejudice or racist to insinuate that it came from Wuhan, yeah. which baffles me because it's just scientific evidence it, at this point. It doesn't baffle me. It shows you once again how the CCP is using Western social media sure, sure. and Western media against the West. They've right. turned this on its head right. and somehow insinuated, like you said, that it's a racist to say that the virus originated from the place that it originated in. Right. And at the same time, it's totally okay to say the UK strain or the South African strain or whatever. That's totally fine. The thing is, and I'm not even talking about on a personal level. Like, let's say mm. we're just two blokes chatting about coronavirus. And we're yeah. like, yeah, I hear that came from Wuhan. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you want to go out there and be like a social, social justice warrior or something and say, listen, we shouldn't say that it came from there because it damages Asian people or something, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's 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 up to you. The the real importance of this is it's become prejudiced and inappropriate to say that it came from Wuhan in the medical and scientific field. Yeah. When you insinuate as a scientist with tons of collaborative effort yeah. from other scientists that are putting out research papers that are coming out like wildfire right now, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's people that are just baffled at this investigation. Actual scientists that can break down DNA. Sure. Right. They're they're coming together saying like, listen, they can't get any headway because the media won't touch it. They can't get it funding. They can't do any of this stuff because mm. people are too scared to say that it came from one in the in the scientific field. Well, right? um, Biden signed that you're not allowed to say that if you work in government, or whatever, sure. you're not allowed to right. and call it a Chinese, Chinese virus, virus or a, a Wuhan flu or right. anything. It's actually now law. Right. And that's the problem is that that's gone past. OK, limit what people can say, because maybe it, it instigates bad feelings amongst each other. We're talking about at a, at a top level now sure. where people need to talk about the origins. of yeah, it because that's how to. we prevent it in the future. Yeah. So to, to start this all off, this is what we've we found. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to remind you guys and catch you guys up that this guy has deep deep ties with Shijong Li and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yes. This is well documented. It's all over the What internet. we're about to show you um, is footage that's been that that's basically been uncovered by us and people that are helping us. Sure. And this is going to prove that this guy, Peter Daszak, is a liar and a con and he contradicts himself. Sure. And this is the important part because this the entire investigation hinges on him. Sure. I should say he, he contradicts his own organization absolutely in the, in the messages that they've been saying well, he contradicts himself sure well yeah. let's see what let's go we want to remind everyone if you haven't watched the episode previously this yeah. is uh what he said to the bbc so yeah. we'll let you guys watch this okay. first listen very closely to that press release what you will find is that there is a clear indication of supply chains going into that market that take you from places where sars-cov-2 relatives are into that market so there are supply chains going in from other countries as well and there are reservoirs uh, animals that we know are susceptible to related viruses 
evidence of that was found in frozen food in that market. That was clearly stated in the press conference just then. I think that's a clue as to how something might have got in. We also know about the cold chain work, and there are also other ideas on the table. I think that, um, you know, you heard the opinion of the team that spoke about the whole group and our opinion on the various hypotheses, and I think it stands alone as it is. It is it, given that this report rules out yeah. a lab leak, isn't your credibility on that a little undermined by the fact that you've been saying that even before you came here? No. Um, what, we, what you find here is um, a group, a very large group of experts have looked at this, they've been to the various labs around the region, um, talked to people, asked critical questions, got critical answers, and they've come to their conclusion, and I have as well. And what they say is extremely unlikely, and that stands alone. All right. Now, P with Peter, this is the issue here. Mm -hmm. Peter basically, a long time ago, he said it was, oh, what did he, what was the word he used? He said it was like reprehensible or heinous. I think mm -hmm. he used the word heinous. Right. Uh, when people said, well, there's a level four bio lab yeah. where the, the, the head scientist, Shi Zheng Li, yeah. works on bat derived, bat -derived coronavirus. coronaviruses. Yeah. And she goes and gets bats from around China and studies the transmissibility of coronaviruses from bats into humans and that lab is next to a wet market where mm -hmm. they sell animals and the initial outbreak happened in wuhan yeah in Con that wet market where that lab yeah. is yeah and and then that huge banquet that was put on by the government and promoted yeah. everyone eating out of the same dishes and everything at the same time one of these things, one of these things is probably what happened here, yeah. right? It's just kind of common sense, sure, right? Sure. Occam's razor. Yeah. Now, the thing is, when Peter goes and says way back, yeah. way back before they go to the lab, yeah. that it's heinous to insinuate that it could potentially be an error. We're not talking about a bioweapon here. No, just talking about an error. Yeah. Potentially, it could have been an error that like it, somebody contracted it in the lab. Yeah or it leaked out, or it threw the garbage, or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. It's heinous to even insinuate that there needs to be an investigation. Sure. It's heinous to even th think that this lab that studies that very coronavirus mm. has anything to do with this. That's heinous, right? Yeah. So the scientific community, not me, the scientific community, by the way, says that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. That's a little ridiculous. This head virologist, Peter mm -hmm. Daszak, mm -hmm. is going out there saying this already? That's because his mates are well, the ones course. who run the lab. Of course, we, we've we've come to that conclusion. Sure. But number two, they got a year, a yeah. year to clean up the C to clean up, and the CCP goes and talks to everyone in that lab. Now, the people that were originally missing mm -hmm. still haven't turned up. By the way, no, they haven't. That would be yeah. a really easy way to prove this, right? Sure, sure. So that's the first thing, but that's something that can't be proven because what are they going to let uh, a third party scientist go in there and check it out? Right? No, no. The real problem that you can prove the, mm -hmm. the fallacy here is that. Peter says that they are kind of going on the lines of China's original theory, which is it came from seafood. Seafood. Not yeah. just from China, but, but he also mentions from Southeast Asia. From, he specifically says from other countries. And it's very yes. key. In China's whole play on this whole coronavirus thing, it's, it, has, it can't come from China. It comes from other countries. They started with demonizing Wuhan. China, yeah. this, is, this is how the CCP worked. They were yeah. like, Wuhan, you effed up, and then they told the whole world, and including Chinese people, they Wuhan is it. their they fault. They called it the Wuhan, the Wuhan coronavirus. Wuhan, yeah. you're terrible. They fired all these people. They're like, yeah, they you guys jailed like they jailed you. The, yeah. the top like guys yeah. who were trying to hide it and stuff. That's the thing. It was Wuhan in the beginning, and then China realized, hang on, they're like, we can milk this. Yeah, we've got to deflect this away yeah. from China completely. 
So now the fact of the matter that the WHO's investigation, their sort of end thing that they came out with was it's probably from imported seafood. Frozen seafood. Now, never mind them. Yeah. The FDA has yeah. said that it's virtually impossible, pretty much, sure. to get coronavirus from packaging or food. Yeah, um, It's just not how it spreads. This is a respiratory illness, sure. right? And you get it through what me and you are doing right sure. now. There's flecks of spit Bre- that are going into each other's mouths. So it sounds gross. Yeah. But that's what's happening. And sure. that's how you get coronavirus, pretty much. Human beings are disgusting. They are. <laughs> now, the WHO yeah. themselves back in August said there is no evidence mm-hmm. that coronavirus is being transmitted by food. Okay? Yeah. And also, the WHO at this point was they're pretty staunch on where this kind of came from yeah okay yeah they're like this is just not how it's going to be they don't want people freaking out over this like sure. handling food and stuff there's enough paranoia surrounding this the scientific community basically said this is respiratorial right yeah yeah now peter after the entire investigation without any evidence because they swabbed all the, uh, the animals came to the conclusion as yeah it's Probably we're we're looking into this supply chains of frozen food. Yeah. After they've already said that that's not the case, and multiple governing bodies around the world have said yeah. the same thing. If you go to the next slide, this is it gets even more damning. Yeah, let's do it. So this is an interview with Peter. I believe this was maybe March or something, but anyways, in 2020. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he got his grant suspended um, for for the research he's doing. Okay. Yeah. Now Peter and the WHO. Basically, they're insinuating that they haven't found the reservoir, the natural reservoir for the coronavirus, right? Yes, yeah. Now, they have bats that they've been working. They even had patented cages to breed bats in the, the virology lab, by the sure. way. They've, they know that it's, it's um, we know that it's probably bat-derived, right? Sure. Now, I say probably because they backtracked on this and they're like, we need to find the natural reservoir probably in this, in this frozen food from different countries, right? Yeah. But let's look at this interview here. Can you read what? Um, I'll be the I'll be the host. Have you what? How have you been doing since your grant was suspended? It's just very difficult and disappointing and worris and worrisome time. I've lost people that I know to COVID nineteen. It's a bat origin coronavirus. <laughs> we should have been there trying to find out why this thing emerged. And right now I'm sat in my house, looking out the window, unable to do this work because the NIH has told us. That it's not appropriate. It's extremely frustrating. You, you getting any? Uh, you getting any uh, hip, hypocritical vibes going on here? Yeah, he right says now? right there. It's so a it's bad because of the Western. Yeah, it's the Western funding that it got yeah, cut off. That's why he can't do it. Yeah. It's not the CCP. It's not yeah. China. And he fully admits it is a bat origin coronavirus. Yeah. But oh wait, the natural reservoir hasn't been found. No. It wasn't from the seafood market. Mm-hmm. It wasn't from Hunan seafood market. No. And it wasn't a lab leak that was studying. No, it's some some imported f- seafood. Go to the next like side. These amazing dead fish particles <laughs> floating around in the air. You know? Someone's gonna get in trouble for making that statement, by the way. I believe so. Okay, so the next paragraph, and this is his interview with Nature Magazine, okay? Yeah, I'll take us out so you can read it. It says, what is the aim of the project that's been affected? We have specific aims to go into rural regions of China to find bat origin coronaviruses <laughs> and determine which ones are high risk. Then to work with local communities in rural China in five provinces. We target communities that are at high risk for viral spillover and see whether they're getting infected. And then finally see whether people are getting sick from novel coronaviruses. Well, do we have to say much there? No. Okay, guys, let that sink in for a second. Mm-hmm. We know that it's a bat-derived coronavirus. Mm-hmm. We know that it's probably from China, considering they were studying bat-derived coronaviruses from rural regions of China, specifically Yunnan. They yeah. brought the bats. Shi Li, the bat woman, the leader of the Wuhan Viral mm-hmm. Institute, took bats from Yunnan in caves. 
yes. found that it affected local populace with yeah. coronaviruses. Yes. Brought them back to a lab in Wuhan. Studied them in near Wuhan, that seafood market. And then a viral outbreak happened. Yeah. Then they posted on their job website that they needed help with finding out what the heck was going on with well, just to study yeah, that drive coronaviruses. Yeah. And Peter, working with her, knows this. Yeah. He understands this fully. Goes to Wuhan after a year with the WHO and then tells the pub- public, no, it's pr- probably not from here. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably highly dead unlikely. seafood. It's, yeah, it's probably it's dead particles seafood. Particles of ooh, dead, right. dead fish floating in the air. Ooh. Go to the next slide. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, you you're, hit the nail on the head, Winston. Someone, yeah. I believe someone said that. I think believe someone said that exact quote that you just said. It's Somebody pretty, pretty said rich. that. <laughs> It's pretty rich if you think that's the case. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, so this is a, vi- a pneumonia outbreak associated with the coronavirus of probable bat origin. So this is put put out by Shi Li as well. Yes. Now, Shi Li, again, is the head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. She's a head virologist. She's very mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. In fact, she was in Times and one most important people or whatever. They're making sure. a comic out of her. DC Comics is making a comic out of her. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway, um, it's not her fault. Theoretically, sure. I mean, yeah, because like, no just... one wants a comic made out of them. It's not her fault for that. That's DC <laughs> and its stupid direction it's been going these past couple <laughs> Very of years. True. Anyway, uh, so. no, my point is all of this can't. It's not. I mean, she said statements that I fully disagree with because the CCP makes her. Let's yeah. be honest. She's not. She can't be impartial in this yeah, scenario here. She'd be murdered. Yeah, yeah. So she puts out a paper, all this kind of stuff. So um, we've established that Shi Zheng Li, the Batwoman, basically mm-hmm. has proven that coronavirus comes from it's a bat drive thing yeah. peter who led the investigation in who also a virologist says this too yeah okay? he said that now he's changed his tune well now there's a huge there's a huge problem with this okay yeah. there was all this mystery surrounding coronaviruses yeah there's so much mystery surrounding this because they just don't know the chinese government says it's uh, of utmost importance that we're very transparent about this we allow the scientists to do their work and let's keep politics out of this fair enough i fully agree ccp sure. hand on heart i totally agree with you Unfortunately, that's just not the way it's gone. No. You didn't let anyone in. You didn't no. let private investigators in. You didn't let scientists come and do samples. You didn't let people talk to the virologists in the virology community around the world, except for the people that you bought out. Yeah. And that is my conclusion of this, is that the CCP bought out the WHO, and we saw that with Tedros. Tedros yeah. And we saw it continue to happen when this bullshit investigation came through to the point where BBC and all these other journalists can't even maintain normal journalistic integrity because it's so baffling, yeah. the stuff that they came and tried to feed the world with. To the sure. point where world governments are rethinking this, going, what the hell just happened? Yeah. You came out of this one-year cover-up from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and said nothing happened. Yeah, and it's probably That's seafood. Bullshit. Yeah, and it's probably seafood. Yeah. And guess what? Peter... The guy that we're supposed to be trusting for this entire thing. Yeah. He did an interview in December 2019, and I can't believe that this isn't made mainstream media yet. And yeah. it creeps me out that it hasn't. But what you're about to listen to is an interview with another virologist in December of 2019. Okay, guys? Okay, bear, yeah, bear with us. you got to watch this as a couple minutes. Please, but, please watch this. But let me, yeah. let me just say... Mm. It's going to need no explanation if you listen very carefully. This is weeks before the coronavirus pandemic. And what I want to say is this is not him saying he knew that, like, this is going to happen in Wuhan and, like, this is a predetermined thing. This shows you how much is known. When the whole scientific community talks about how dangerous coronaviruses are, how they can be manipulated, and then... The WHO and a lot of people surrounding this whole Chinese propaganda thing says, no, everything's under control. It's tightly locked down. It's there's no human to human transmissibility. It's even difficult to manipulate like this kind of stuff. 
Keep all of these things in mind when you listen to his interview weeks before the pandemic. And also keep in mind that this is the guy who says it's probably like frozen yeah. food coming yeah. from another country. Right. All right, let's hit it. On SARS, coronavirus emerged from a wildlife market mm -hmm. and was the first pandemic of this century. So it's a big event. Um, so we, we started to trace back from the wildlife market which species carried the virus that came into those markets. We found that it was bats, not mm. civets was the original idea. Right, right. So then we started looking, where did they come from? And we went out to southern China and did surveillance of bats across southern China. And we've now found, after you know, six or seven years of doing this, um, over 100 mm. new SARS-related coronaviruses, very close to SARS. Some of them get into human cells in the lab. Um, some of them right. can cause SARS disease in humanized mouse models and are untreatable uh, with uh, therapeutic mm -hmm. monoclonals, and you can't vaccinate against them with the vaccine. So these are a clear and present danger. Yeah. We've even found people with antibodies in Yunnan to SARS-related coronaviruses, so there's like human exposure. Right. We're now doing um, surveillance. We're just beginning another five years of work to look at cohorts in southern China to say, well, how frequent does this spillover happen? And is it associated with disease? Because I expect, just like Dnieper in Bangladesh, mm -hmm. there are dozens and dozens of small spillovers going on on the planet any one time, which we just never see. Sure. Yeah, they never amplify. There are yeah. a few cases and they're yeah. just absorbed in the illness, the overall illness of the population, right? Now you could say, so who cares? You know, and that's one argument. But our strategy is any one of those could become pandemic. There's a lot of stochasticity in what happens then. Yeah. So if we look yeah. at all of them, understand patterns, try and reduce the number of spillover events we've got, you know. But if you're saying these are diverse uh, coronaviruses and you can't vaccinate against them, there are no antivirals, what, what, do, we, what do we do? Well, so I, I think that coronaviruses are pretty good. I mean, you're a virologist, you know all this stuff, but they... You can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. It's yeah. just spike protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus, uh, zoonotic risk. So you can get the sequence, you can build the protein, and we work with Ralph Barrick at UNC mm -hmm. to do this. Um, insert it into the backbone of another virus right. and do, do some work in the lab. So you can get more predictive. Yeah, okay. So... I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, I mean, like you guys, I posted the link is in the description right now if you it want is, to watch yeah. it. It's a fascinating interview. Yeah. Um, now, to super sum it up, to super sum it up, they were very aware of bat drive coronaviruses in Yunnan province in China. Yes. Um, I had already read about that in all of Shijong Li's reports. This is all online, guys. This is yeah. not some secret bullshit. This is online research papers, right? Yeah. Now, the bat drive coronavirus thing, they found antibodies in people in China already yeah. because they had been exposed to it from bat crossover, sure. right? Now, it, at this point, with the whole lab leak theory, with the whole fact that it, it's, it's, uh, it could be a zoological spillover, yeah. that's, that needs to be uh, left up to the, the scientists, right? Sure. The, the fingers are kind of pointing more in the direction at this point that it's probably a, a lab leak and it's not intentional. Sure. Um, but with all of this uh, hilarious rhetoric that the Chinese government was pulling, that coronaviruses can't be manipulated, that they mm -hmm. said, Peter goes, they're easily manipulated. Yes. Coronaviruses, um, you can change the spike protein. Yeah. Coronaviruses um, are very hard to treat. Yeah. And they're obviously very easy to, to cross over, right? Yeah. Uh, I saw some people in the comments that 
it's very important that I say this, when he said it can't be vaccinated against, and they're like, see, no. The whole point of viruses is when they go from zoological spillover from animal to human, of course you can't vaccinate against something that's only been in an animal. Sure. The virus mutates when it becomes a part of a human being. So you yeah. can vaccinate against a human virus. Coronavirus, COVID-19, what we're dealing with now is a human virus now. Sure. Um, you can't vaccinate against a virus that hasn't gone into a human yet. That's yeah. what he's saying. Uh, but anyway, the whole point is all of this rhetoric from day one, excusing everything that China had to do with this, it's very clear that coronavirus started in China. And it is. And it's only, it's not important to understand that because, oh, China's, China's dirty wet markets or something. No. The point is that we have to understand where the reservoirs are, how they come and have zoological spillover, and how they're being manipulated in labs where we don't necessarily have the best diplomatic ties with. Sure. Right? You can't have this massive super lab where people who are clearly bought out by China are the yeah. only people allowed to see what's going sure. on. That's that's inhumane. One thing I'd like to point out is right in the beginning of the that particular segment we showed, he talks about how they traced back the original SARS coronavirus. Sure. Now, SARS, when it broke out, I was in China for the second outbreak of SARS, and it shook the world. Mm. And everybody, the, the world changed after that, especially in and around China. Mm -hmm. Every time you go in and out of Hong Kong, you have to be scanned for sure. temperature and all that. They ramped the border up. Uh, at the health stuff at the border big time and it's permanently there now and it always has been before that it wasn't you could just walk in and out touch sure, sure. now there's no issue with him talking about the fact that SARS originated in China mm. and the fact that they traced it because back then it wasn't this whole like political thing where they have to save face and not allow anyone to know that it came from China they traced it from the wet markets as he said thinking that it was in civets or other things. They traced it all the way and found that it came from bats, most probably. Probably yeah. in Yuna. Yeah. And so you can see there was actual science at work there. When yeah, before... and the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology was studying that very thing in yeah. Wuhan. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. The problem is, now that it's all political, you've got this, these bullshit politics getting in the way of actual science. Actual science that could have saved a hell of a lot of lives by Millions. now. Millions. That's the thing that people don't understand, is this stonewalling by the Chinese government. Never mind the fact they tried to cover it up in the beginning, sure. which aided and allowed it to spread around yeah. the world and infect everyone. If we even take that out of the picture, if scientists from around the world were actually allowed to go into ground zero and figure things out, right when it happened, right when the pandemic started to hit around the world. This could have been dealt with much quicker. A vaccine could have come out a lot quicker. People would have actually been able to work on this and be educated about this. We wouldn't have all this bullshit out there right now about anti-maskers and Trump's bad and this is bad and this is bad and what a what It would have been like, guys, we actually have a pandemic that we have to deal with. The world comes together. Let's go find out. Let's find out where in China came from, how it how it happened. Sure. Let's work on fixing the problem. But we've been stonewalled for over a year. I mean, year. that's the thing is that the majority of the conversation, like I, I'll be totally honest with you. If you're talking about world leadership, Trump did a horrific job sure. with controlling the initial outbreak of the pandemic. And guess what? It shouldn't have ever gotten to that point because Every, science if, shouldn't have... Science no, could yeah. have been on top of this. No excuses, but everyone did a terrible job. Every That's my point. Because they weren't... I, I, it's my yeah. country, that's why I said yeah. that. Everyone did a terrible job because this could have been prevented from day one. People were not educated, you know? That's the problem. Pissing me off. Yeah, it was a terrible situation. It could have been prevented and it could have been dealt with quicker. And now China's trying to pretend that this is something that just came out of the ether. 
that just appeared from some other country through seafood But it works perfectly because this is a great uh, litmus test. Yeah. People talking about Fauci, talking about Biden, talking about Trump, talking about the leadership of this and this. This worked. Yeah. If you're if you're even mentioning Fauci and you're mentioning Trump or Biden or whatever, like who's the, Fauci, uh, the the medical dude. Oh, that guy. Um, if you're mentioning the the Democrats versus the Republicans, mm-hmm. and you're turning this into this because there's there's a war going on right now. Yeah, China won, dude. Yeah, they they won. They got don't, you. Don't they got mention you. that crap. You mentioned the CCP. The CCP won though, because you're bickering about this like it's a partisan issue. Yeah, you're literally doing exactly what was meant to happen, and that's why. Winston and I are both completely bipartisan when we talk about the human rights atrocities absolutely. of China. Yeah. And the reason we are is because it has nothing to do with domestic politics right now. It's got now. absolutely nothing it's, to it's, do with Republicans, Democrats. No, it's slowly going to become an issue. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. The reason we make this a bipartisan issue, or I should say a nonpartisan issue, yes. is because you guys are turning this, You, the, a lot of the American populace and a lot of the world populace, really, mm-hmm. global, are turning this into... A domestic bickering session yes and that's exactly what the chinese government wants to happen because it takes the blame off of the original source yeah blaming china is not blaming china blaming the ccp for initial cover-up is justified yes blaming them for what they do with the uyghur genocide right now blaming them for cutting off their populace and not allowing them to join a global narrative with complete censorship and control yeah blaming them for the unbelievable treatment of prisoners in black jails and things like this sure Blaming them for rampant racism that they have within within their borders. Yeah. Blaming them for the way that they manipulate other vulnerable dictatorships around the world and countries that are susceptible to this kind of stuff. Blaming them for funding the drug trade. Blaming them for funding weapons trade. Yeah, for making All of these things. Yeah. All of these things, right? Those are justified. Those are justified <laughs> things against China, but... The CCP. The China, CCP. The CCP, yeah. But when I see it devolve into red versus blue, mm. like Democrat versus Republican... You lost. You yeah. lost. Yeah. China so, won. China won. Mm. Uh, the Chinese government won. Yeah. So that's why we never bring it into to local politics here. But anyway, um, take that as you will, guys. We'll leave sources in the in the description. I can't yeah. believe people hadn't brought that up. Uh, yeah. th- I saw some people that were sharing it in the scientific community. That's what got my caught my eye. Yeah. But there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of research you guys need to do on your own. A, a really good research paper came out of Germany the other day. Yeah. Um, and a ton of other stuff is going around the scientific sphere right now that's doing the work that the WHO is trying to sweep under the rug right now. Yeah. And these are scientists. This is not political. Right? Yeah. Keep your keep your eye on site. Follow what the CCP said. This must be a scientific issue and you should be transparent about it. And also just follow people that aren't in the pocket of the CCP. Correct. Like this Peter Daszak. Yeah. Who's a, a, an atrocious human being. At this point, I mean, unless, unless he comes out and says like listen this just took a lot of time but we found this and this and this and then it turns out to be because he sounds perfectly reasonable in that interview yeah, where he's yeah. talking about the dangers of the coronavirus sure. and then all of a he's sudden smart he knows yeah. what he's doing yeah yeah and then all of a sudden oh it's the west's fault china did nothing wrong or it's, it's southeast asia's fault southeast or it's it's other countries you're heinous you're heinous for even insinuating mm-hmm. anything. he's a heinous man he takes grant money from the uk the us and china he takes money from everyone but of course, he puts China first. That's the problem is that all of this would have been fine. Mm. Grant money's fine. Studying viruses is good. That's mm. a good thing. But when there needs to be a conclusion to the story mm. and you are the barrier in allowing that to happen, because yeah, let's be honest, like he'd be screwed if he, if he told the truth. No, or of if course. He, I shouldn't say tell the truth. If he, if he was more transparent than he's being, yeah. then he'd be screwed. I get it. But if you're that barrier, there's a problem. Yeah. There's a big problem there. Right now, it's incredibly difficult for anyone who has any kind of vested interest in China to talk anything other than 
good things about China. It's just the way it is. Look at the NBA or anything. Sure. All that's what China wants. They're exerting so much pressure and they're almost forcing people to self-censor because they know that if they don't censor themselves, they're going to get cut off. And that's the thing. China doesn't play fair. The CCP, right. China doesn't play fair. And that's what we're seeing. And that's why the world has to suffer because of this egomaniacal government, really, that's mm-hmm. going out there and causing all this nonsense. To save face. Yeah. It's what it is. It is. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Forget about the f- particles of dead fish floating around the air. Ooh, nonsense. And let's get on to some super chats. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to move this. Okay. Um, so, sorry, JPN says, with an article pointing out that a group of stands i.e. stalker fans, helped get Gina Carano fired from Star Wars and all in, in info of all possible coordinated efforts from Luke within Lucasfilm. Has Disney embraced the 50 Cent Army Wumao tactics? I think cancel culture is just something that the Wumao 50 Cent Army takes advantage of. Yeah, I didn't... They didn't create design, it. They no. didn't create it, but they love it. For they sure. love it. So that's why you'll see so many people trying to call me racist and so on. It's because they try that in order to cancel me. Because... The opinion and experiences that I, my opinions and experiences and your opinions and your experiences are the kind of opinions and experiences that the CCP does not want out there, okay? Because we've seen things with our own eyes, we've experienced things, and our opinions are based on, uh, you know, more than a decade living in China. And when we say something that's something the CCP doesn't want, they have to stop us somehow. And they've learned from this cancel culture, political correct nonsense out there, how to do it. So they've tried everything. They've tried absolutely everything. And, you know, the go-to one is to just call me racist and call you racist and stuff. And it's not working, thankfully, because there are enough reasonable people like yourselves out there that can see yeah. through these well, kinda, stupid when it, accusations. When a huge chunk of your followers and the people that follow us are actually Chinese people, it's not a good look when you call us no, racist against no. Chinese people, you dumbass. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this cancel culture thing... We're going to see this, the, the 50 Cent Army ramping up more and more, trying their best to use it as a tool. They don't believe in it, but they use it as a tool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tech Tree says, big fan, fan from England. What do you think of Boris Johnson's new policy to protect free speech in UK universities? Don't know anything about it, actually. Yeah. I haven't uh, been keeping... Can, can look into it, though, for sure. I'm all for free speech. Yeah, I know he likes to ride bicycles. Yeah, he's got some weird hair. Yeah. He uses a blue a shampoo and a blue tube, he says. Oh, he does? He? And he uses it to wash his whole body, apparently. Okay. That's I one did... thing I know. What is wrong with you that you know these I, things? It just came up yesterday okay. on something. It was funny. All right. Okay. Uh, Mike S., thank you. Um, the person with no name with a cool uh, Hanya mask. Mm. Thank you. Roberto Takato. Hey, guys. I'm studying, currently studying computer networking and security. It was suggested that uh, to me to try and learn Chinese. Any suggestions and advice? Easy. We made a lot of videos about it. Mm. Um, go to my channel, Lao 86 and type in, how did I learn Chinese? Is Chinese difficult? I made like five videos on this. Subject. I mean, at the same time though, if you want to implement that in any kind of computing sphere, remember that, you know, when it comes to programming languages and stuff, it's they're all still in all in English. Yeah. Uh, Ch- Chinese hackers and everything, they have to use, you know, sort of English code. You know, Romanized code, I should say, ABC alphabet. So you don't need to worry about that being a, a barrier when it comes to your cybersecurity. The only time it would be useful is if you want to see what they're saying and talking about and things like sure. that. And getting on cybersecurity, you definitely want to be able to read what the articles are. Yeah, yeah, you need, you forums, want to, yeah. but I'm just saying if it comes to a coding level, it's not necessary. Just yeah. putting it out there. Sure. Hmm. Uh, PB, 
sorry, uh, one one says, which Chinese words do you use most often when talking to each other? I'd bet sui bian in general directions like yo xia. Mm. Uh, we say ma fan all the time. Sui bian definitely. Chabdo. Sui bian is probably the most common that we say all the Maybe, time. Maybe, yeah. 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 There's a lot. We speak Chinese with each other sometimes out of, out of the blue. Phoebe, for the smog test fund and for antique champagne holder chamber pot. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Any idea if the trade tariffs are actually hurting Chinese businesses? Not as much as you might think. You know, I've got to say, um, you know, you've got all these companies that are boycotting um, Xinjiang cotton and stuff from forced yeah, labor. You, can bring that up, yeah. you know, you have to understand how China works is that it's a, it's a noble goal. But that's I might actually, say you got to understand yeah, China. You, yeah, you got to understand China. But that's not going to stop anything because all they'll do is ship that, that forced labor cotton into like Hunan or something and then say it comes from there. Why don't you put that picture on while we talk about that? Because yeah. so, yeah, that's actually well. going to lead into what we're going to yeah. talk about. I mean, because that, that's how China works. When people are like, don't buy made in China, they ship their products into Vietnam and then stamp it and say it comes from Vietnam. They're very good at doing these different little uh, workarounds. So just sure. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, that was funny because uh, they voted on the genocide bill in Canada. I don't know. I said funny. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It was a unanimous vote that, to declare what China, the Chinese government is doing to the Uyghurs in, in Xinjiang a genocide. Is unanimous. This, this is our next section? Yeah. This is Worldview, guys, where we talk about what's going on in the world, specifically with regards to China. And now we're talking about the genocide bill that was passed by Canadian government. Yes. Who abstained, though? Oh, that was Justin Trudeau. Yeah, it's so, true though. It was it's true though. Yeah, it really be true though. Yeah, um, yeah that that happened. Yeah, that happened. Trudeau and his cabinet members or whatever didn't uh, sign. Sure. But now, very much related to what we've been yeah. talking about in this episode, there's an interview uh, where a Canadian uh, presenter is talking to the ambassador in Canada about yeah. this. If they're going to be any kind of reprisals, of course there will be reprisals. Trust me. But the fact of the matter is, the guy, the Canadian interviewer. He asked, would China be open to an independent delegation going in to investigate Xinjiang? And he basically said, no, unless they're open-minded and don't have an agenda. So what he was saying is, only if it's these shills that we can pay off, people that we can pay off, they can probably come and look. And then even then they'll they'll herd them around and make them dance with vegetables or something. And then, you know what I mean? That's acceptable. But anyone who has an agenda, in other words, anyone that we don't like or anyone who might tell the truth, anyone who's not biased towards China in a positive way is not going to be allowed in. And we're going to force them to to breathe in dead seafood air. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, again, it's just this ridiculous situation where China will not allow any kind of news to come out of China unless it's completely in favor of China, unless it's completely by someone who can be manipulated by China. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Insert any of the vegetable dancers here. Correct. Hmm. Um, so, shall we move on? Yeah, we shall. The uh, next little thing that we have here is, bam, okay. our Go little ahead. friend. Yeah, okay. Um, what's the guy's name? We did... I don't know. Okay. You didn't You didn't write down the, I the did, notes? I did, but it's not here, and I actually lost another one of our topics, so you just talk, just talk about it. We can't just randomly talk about a guy without knowing anything about him. We know. I know, we know. I know who he is. I know the situation, but I don't want to just be like, oh, there's this guy on the corner of a road who said something. But basically, um, there's this. You're going to have to bring this I will. Up. You just okay. talk about it first. Okay. Hiring practices in China are different to hiring practices everywhere else in the world, at least from my experience. And that's because I've been in 
both roles. I've been looking for jobs and had to uh, submit my resume slash CV to companies in China. I've also hired people in China. When I worked for a big training center called CCVIP, uh, I was the vice principal of the training center. And one of my duties was to interview incoming, um, you know, potential employees. And also my very first job where I taught at kindergarten in 2000, end of 2006, around about there, um, I moved up to what they called head teacher. And one of my jobs was to interview other foreigners who were trying to get a position in the kindergarten. One of the most important parts of the interview process is uh, image. Now in China, it's still not illegal. You can discriminate when you hire. Discriminatory hiring practices is quite common. You can say in your advert that you only want someone to be uh, so tall and give an exact measurement or higher. Okay, and if they don't meet that height requirement, they can't get the job. You can say that. In fact, things like security guards, taller security guards get a higher salary than shorter security guards, that kind of thing. Okay, you can actually specify weight and you can specify looks. So you have you can say, I we only are going to hire an attractive female that is five foot six. Okay, and if they don't meet those requirements, they just simply cannot even apply for the job. So I know for the rest of the world, that's quite Vincent shocking. Vincent Vaughn is his name. Sorry. Okay, Vince Vaughn. Vincent, Vincent Vaughn. Vincent Vaughn. Vincent anyway. Vaughn. He's an 18-year-old. Any, anyway, um, now what I learned during all of this is that when you submit a um, resume or a CV, a picture must be attached. Yeah, that's right. And, okay, the first time that this ever seemed weird to me, because I, I thought it was maybe a little bit weird, but whatever. So even my resume these days you know, has my picture in it, it's still from sure. the China days sure. because I got used to that. Right. I was uh, the, the vice principal of the CCVIP place and it was a big, it was a big training center, probably the biggest in China, to be honest, because it was part of the Shanmu, uh, Shanmu group, which, you know, is that rapist owned group, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so people from overseas would send their CVs in as well and their resumes. And the first time this ever seemed weird to me is I got a CV from a guy in America and um, I showed it to my boss and said, this, this guy seems cool. And they were like, we need a photo of him on his resume. So I wrote back to the guy in email and said, um, our company requires that you send a picture of yourself along with the, the CV. And he gave me this massive stinking email. How dare you demand a picture of me? That's discrimination and all this stuff. I was like, whoa, okay, dude, whatever. Well, guess you're not getting the job. Sure. You know, um, but it makes sense. A lot of people aren't used to that. Yeah. And... When I would hire people, um, I would always go and, you know, show the resume. And if anyone was, first of all, uh, when it comes to especially teaching kids and stuff, if someone was Asian, it was a no, because they don't want an Asian teaching kids in China, especially English, because the parents don't think it's real. They think it's illegitimate. And it was the worst heartbreaking thing ever is I went to go actually face to face, interview this guy. And he was an, Aust an Australian born and bred like for how many generations, but he was still Chinese ethnicity. So he looked Chinese, but his English was better than mine. I'm sitting there talking to the guy, had a fantastic conversation over coffee. I was like, I 100% want to hire you. You know, went back to the office, went, talked to my boss, showed everything about the guy. He's fantastic. He's exactly what we need here. And they were like, no, he's Asian. We're right. not going to hire him. But even worse is black people. They cannot 
ever allow a black person to teach kids because they say the kids are scared. I mean, of them. no, it does happen. I mean, yeah, yeah you get paid just, way less. Yeah, what I'm saying is, of course, it does happen, but like it's an incredibly tough sell. Okay. And the only time they ever do allow that is if the guy dresses like a basketball player and pretends to be American. Yeah. You see this a lot with actual Africans coming out of Ghana or, yeah, or you know, Nigeria or Namibia yeah. or whatever. They come over there and they, they have to wear like backwards baseball caps. Yeah, and, they try to make, you know, them, look try to make them look look as if they're like a basketball player and they have to speak with a kind of a fake American accent and pretend to be American. And they're told they're not allowed to tell the, the, the yeah. kids' parents. I met so many yeah. Africans that had to deal with that. They're not they allowed to tell, yeah, they, they do get paid us, but they're not allowed to tell the, the kids' parents that they're African. They have to say they're American. Sure. It's this stupid thing that happens in China. Anyway. Um, the wage discrepancies are a real thing too, because at the kindergarten, I remember the average salary was, if you were a, a white foreigner, was about 10,000 RMB. If you were a black foreigner, it was 6,000 RMB. Mm. And that's just the way it is. And a lot you of the African... get those WeChat ads all the time. Yeah, and they, the WeChat ads actually say just say... chocolate skin, 6,000 yeah, yeah, RMB. They exactly. literally will say that. And they say Obama skin, okay. Obama skin, okay. That kind of thing. It's Look, discrimination and racism just blatant out their racism is kind of just part of Chinese society in mainland China. It's normal. And that's because they've been cut off from the rest of the world for so long. It's part of society. If you're walking down the road as a foreigner, you get kids pointing at you saying, why Quran? Or you can't tie the beads in a or whatever. And you know, if you've got a black friend with you, they'll be like, ah, Tanama hey, Tanama Cho, that kind of thing. All this kind of nonsense that you hear. And it's very, very normal in mainland China for these kind of discriminatory practices to take place. Now, the reason I've gone through this entire long thing <laughs> is it does have something to do with this Vincent Vaughn guy. That's right. So he applied for a job. Where was it? Panda Kitchen. A Panda in Kitchen. Kansas, I believe. Okay, so it was a new Chinese restaurant was opening. Right. Okay. And um, one of his friends, actually, who worked there, I think, was like, hey, why don't you apply for a job? So what, let's bring yeah, up sure. the, the article because we actually have an article here. Um, yeah, so so Vaughn started texting the owner, the guy's name is Dan Ling, and Ling asked Vaughn for a picture of himself so he knew who he was. Okay, so here's the picture thing that's kind of normal in China when it comes to hiring practices. Soon after, Vaughn's friend who had told him about the job texted him a screenshot of a conversation between her boss and her, and Ling had asked if Vaughn was black. Then he said... Like when he asked, he is very black. I was like, is he very black? yeah, is he very black? I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you <laughs> yeah. would ask that. Yeah. But in Chinese, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Is he very black? Because like we said with the Obama skin thing, they say, it's like if you're light skinned black, it's preferable in China for hiring. Than, yeah. It'd be uh, like, dark. Ta -ta and then be like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it was a hen it's not only when it comes to different races, when it comes to Chinese people as well. The darker your skin, the lower class you're, you're um, presumed to sure. be. And that's because, you know, historically, it's always been like that. Laborers are outside working in the sun. You know, high level officials, princesses, crap like that are indoors all the time. So they got fair skin. That's how it's seen in China. So it's the same with black people. Like the darker the skin, the worse it is for your hiring prospects. Sure. So what happened? Um, it says, in follow-up texts, uh, Link said that he would not hire him because he was afraid his hair would get in the food. Okay. And then uh, when uh, Vaughn... And he was worried that the hat the employees wear would not fit him. Yeah, and then he said, when Vaughn texted Ling back, he felt like he was being discriminated against. And he, the, Ling said, your skin color makes us hesitate a bit. <laughs> Imagine saying that to someone, your skin color makes us hesitate a bit. 
Okay. So yeah, I mean, like you can go on with that conversation. The point to take away from this is that the reason this kind of stuff happens is that it's so acceptable in China. Yeah. So I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. There wasn't. I don't. I'm not gonna say there's like massive hard feelings here because the owner of the restaurant just haven't hasn't left that idea back mm-hmm. at home. He's not going out there trying to be malicious, but what he's doing is using the old tactics that are fully acceptable of, of yeah, in institutionalized China. racism in China. Yeah. Yeah, and th- this is what we want to point out. And this is kind of a PSA message to all of our Chinese friends and recent Chinese immigrants is that in other countries around the world, not just America, um, South Africa, Australia, no matter what, th- you, you cannot discriminate against people based on their race. It's actually Especially something that's, hiring. yeah, it's not something that is socially acceptable or even acceptable by law in most countries. Now, we understand that in China, you can discriminate as much as you want against people of different color and against people of different races and backgrounds and different countries. But you cannot do that when you move overseas. So a PSA is once you leave the borders of China, you have to be more careful with that kind of thing. You have to treat other people as equal to you in every way. Mm-hmm. So please bear that in mind because you might get yourself into trouble. If, and again, this is literally a message to people that haven't left China that may not know yeah, this yeah. yet. Or people that have left China and are still sure, fresh off the boat. The overseas. majority of Chinese people I know are very aware of this stuff. Yeah, we're talking about fresh of off the boats, okay? Yeah. And you're lucky that Mr. Vincent Vaughn didn't slap a lawsuit against you because sure. he would have won all sorts of discrimination of things course. against you. You're lucky he's not petty because what you did was pretty disgusting by American standards anyway. Sure. Just wanted to put that out there. Cool. Cool. Agreed. So. Uh, and then I, I want to bring up something, but maybe I'll save it for the next one. Okay. Uh, cause we're running out of time here. Let's just do our questions. Okay guys. So it's time for us to answer your questions and you question our answers. Let's okay. Uh, let's see here. Laksa says, mm-hmm. Hey guys, question for Winston. What is your favorite DCS module? Where can I hunt you with my Tomcat? <laughs> and he says, great content guys. Hope to catch you here. In Sapporo, with some legendary Sapporo beers. Fantastic. My favorite DCS module is actually the Heat Blur F14. So, you know, we might have quite the dogfight on our hands here. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, it's fantastic. DCS is an airplane game. Yeah, it's a digital combat simulator. And I I absolutely love it. It's incredibly complicated and true to life, so it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, if we ever ever end up in a wartime scenario, I'll pop in one of those planes. You know, I got to tell you, because I don't play online, I actually set up my own scenarios, and I usually (laughs) set up my scenarios against, like, I don't know, shills and, and like, the Chinese government and stuff, and I have them flying, you know, Chinese planes, and I go in there and try and shoot them down and stuff. It's kind of fun. It's like a little fantasy land. Yeah, I remember you named him Xi Jinping and stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, he's piloting the jet. Well, no, I usually have, like, a VIP transport that's carrying Xi Jinping or something, and Anyway, let's not get into that because that's that's maybe a little too personal. <laughs> uh, citizen of Symphonia, yeah. mm. um, not to sound like a woo-mao, but isn't Billy Billy test heavy on anime culture and stuff? It used to be. No, uh, it is. It's, well, it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah, it was meant to filter out normies. The name Billy Billy itself is an anime reference, after all. Yes, but they I mean they were re-uploading our content and then mistranslating it on purpose. There's a lot of stuff on Billy. It Billy. basically turned into the YouTube replacement yeah, for China. It is, it really it's is. it started out as that whole anime theme thing, right. but it's not it's that still, anymore. It's still that. But all it's still the got other all stuff the shows too have now. their channels yeah, on there. Sure. You like it turned just, into a bigger thing. People take YouTube content and download it, and they're, they're very it, successful. Yeah. They mirror like an entire con- like they, channel. They make money, and they make money off other people's content. They used to do yeah. that with us and try yeah. to make us look bad, but then China thought we were too controversial, so they shut it all down. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Forrest Gump, Grump, given what we've seen on Facebook and Twitter, I'm not sure that Chinese people are missing out on that much. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's the joke, but the overarching thing that we're talking about here is that no, nobody shouldn't be allowed to, to speak their mind. Sure. Uh, oh, son of, of, you know, you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sander Gersten Oswald, congratulations on 50 episodes, boys. Thank you. I'm starting my apprenticeship exam tomorrow. Wish me luck. Good luck, my friend. Um, yeah. I know those apprenticeship exams in Norway can be quite tricky. What are you apprenticing for? I wonder. Some, whatever it is. Cool, I bet. Whatever it is. Good luck. Exams I are terrible. I bet it's, he's going to be a blacksmith. <laughs> no. Like so. No, I think it's like going to be something, maker. something, uh, something good. Something that's going to earn him a lot of money in the future. He's good. going to be world renowned as this fantastic I apprentice. So. I hope so. And we, we that turns into a master. He's going to be yeah, a Yeah, have his own apprentice. You send us swords when you're done. <laughs> okay, we got you started. All right, we gave you the luck. Ray yeah. Kook, hi from Estonia. Nice. Excellent. Uh, we had Independence Day yesterday. Still waiting. Aliens poke Will Smith wink. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And we love Estonia yeah. for what you guys did in uh, your meeting with Xi Jinping. Yes, and for yeah. our theme song. And for our theme song. We have a lot of reasons to love Estonia. Yeah. Uh, Naldo V, been watching your previous episodes. Because of both of you. I bought the ring fit. Great. That's yeah. great. Now, if only we used it. We, we should use it. I used it for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, I was into it for a My while. My wife uses it a lot, and mm. I think it's a fantastic it invention. Cool. It's, really it's cool. freaking cool. But mm. We should use it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We PB. can use more white. Yeah. Mm. What are your views on the CCP's effort to create digital RMB? Just an easier way to delete your money if you hurt the sentiments of Chinese people. I think it's a horrific idea. It's just a control mechanism. Yeah. You know, too much money escapes out of China through the corrupt officials and other channels. Yeah. And uh, so they just want to have a tight hold on what's happening. I think that's where they're going with that. Right. Darvel Long says, got my Wumao shirt today. Great timing. Sea milk. Thank you very much for purchasing that. Uh, where's the Vapor 90, 95 hoodie this week? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's a vapor. Yeah, vapor I think it is. Vapor um, Winston, glad to see you're doing better after your health stuff. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate that. Winnie Lee, thank you very much. Very generous. Mm-hmm. PB, uh, WHO recorded the outbreak in Wuhan may have started earlier than December 19th. Mm-hmm. Seems to jive with a Harvard study from last year showing packed hospital parking lots in early summer, fall 19 thoughts. That's something I'll have to look into more. I have heard that theory. I have yeah. to double check and fact check that. I think it's very plausible. Yeah. Jonathan Case, my mom's a pastor that wants to know what the religious community here in the U.S. can do to bring awareness to cultural and religious genocide in China. Spread it out. Spread it out in uh, on, on your socials. Talk, talk about it. And, um, well, I'm, I have my video tomorrow, which I hope you all watch. I ask the question whether we should or should not boycott the 2022 Beijing sure. Winter Olympics. Um, and I give some very good ideas as to why you probably should of course it's going to be your own um prerogative and own own decision but this is something that you could perhaps start talking about because that would drive she's a pastor i mean when you're doing your sermons yeah bring up the issues bring up the issues and and do your fact checking and double check on how this is actually going down how it affects people and why we should care about that because if we're christians like especially if your mom's a pastor then you should care about every human in the world equally right preach preach Preach. brother preach or is it mom yeah. But yeah. Um, don't worry about that. <laughs> Cornelius Walsh. Yeah. And they're after us, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you, Cornelius. That's very, very generous. Uh, keep exposing the truth about China. I hope to see you guys get more exposure. Tim Pool and then Joe Rogan. 100 bucks is a small price to pay for all the content I've enjoyed. And hey, that's incredibly, incredibly generous. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cornelius. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sarwishwarin. Uh, now the WHO is looking into Thailand's wet market, thinking that the virus came from there. No. Obviously, that's why we had such a massive is breakout it? in Thailand yeah. first, and then it <laughs> spread to Wuhan. Is it convenient? Uh, 
riddle me this is it convenient that even under the current military junta in thailand that it's very staunchly pro-us and not pro-ccp is it is it a coincidence (laughs) riddle me that riddle me that Mm. stephen craft um i know someone named craft oh that's espen that's espen craft makes some great music yeah uh, hi guys, I haven't do- watched or donated for a while. Just wanted to give you a little expression of support for your work. Don't want to rain on China, but we need to understand what the CCP is up to, and that's exactly yeah. why we do. And what thank, we do. thank you. Yes, Barrier Finn, thanks for the Mass Effect video. Waiting for it. Good work, lads. You're my heroes. No, you're Absolute our pleasure. Great right, cook. Mm-hmm. Listen, Brett Weinstein about Wuhan Lab on YouTube. Okay. Uh, massive fins biden ordered the removal of china flu because it's xenophobic and the u.s is seeing many violent attacks on asian americans during this pandemic and we agree mm. that that is something that needs to be addressed we'll probably cover that at some point yeah That's we'll, we'll make a whole video about that and we actually have a whole script that we were going to do uh, and it, we're, we're getting pretty upset by watching some of those videos to be honest um but that being said it's we should mm. we should probably tackle it yeah, yeah. I- ignorance abounds it doesn't matter where you are in the world ignorance yeah, abounds for so. sure and it's yeah. it's unfortunate mm-hmm um dion chapman maybe peter was involved in the production of the virus at the lab i mean that's now you're going like a little little far but who knows who knows i'm not gonna, yeah who i'm knows? not gonna yeah who knows who knows who i'm not gonna insinuate that <laughs> wing 083 yeah. winston since you train doctors and some of them very highly educated is it weird that some as doctors can't tell call out the shady behavior or question things from a scientific standpoint uh no. well you can't really no i mean look the thing is the way the, the Doctors in China are different from doctors yeah, in the West in a, in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, to become like an entry-level doctor in China, you really you just, just need, need a bachelor's, bachelor's degree. degree. To be a and pharmacist in China, you don't even need a degree. No, you just need to do a course. And, yeah. you know, it depends. Obviously, someone like my wife had to do internships and it took a long time. She's a GP and she had to do her, you know, seven years of whatnot and all that. And it's, it's very in-depth. But it's a different game, you know. It's a different story. And f- don't forget that embedded into Chinese medical system is this TCM thing, which was kind of spearheaded by Mao Zedong with the barefoot doctor idea. And it's still a huge part of Chinese medicine. And I'm saying you go to a, a, an actual hospital to get Western medicine, the Chinese medicine options are still there. And it's the, those beliefs are still kind of put into the Western medicine. It'll be like, yeah, take your antibiotics, but drink hot water. Sure. You know, it's... It's a bit of a mishmash and it's different. So another aspect of it is you have to understand that doctors in China earn the same as a policeman or something. It's one of those communism things, right? Hangover. So it's not like in the West, you you expect a doctor to be some kind of high-flying rich person, you know, with the, the latest Mercedes Benz and, you know, all this, like a private jet or whatever, private plane. No, in China, your doctor's earning like a thousand US dollars a month as a base salary. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what happened. That's what my wife's salary was. Of course, there's more on top of that, which, you know, all depends on your performance. And, RMB, yeah. yeah, and you get all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're lucky, you're earning like up close to 2000 US dollars a month, which is kind of like a very small wage that's if you think terrible. about it. So you have to turn it on its head and realize there's not a hell of a lot of motivation no. for doctors to be stellar doctors because of the wage. And it obviously... It's a huge issue. They need a higher wage and more education. Yeah, yeah. they need a higher wage. They need more respect. Doctors are also the target of brutal attacks all the time in China. They're blamed when a patient Mm -hmm. dies or a patient has an issue, doesn't recover properly. It's suddenly the doctor's fault. And you get these massacres that happen. And I've talked about it before on my channel, but it's something that's, you know, I was incredibly worried about my wife when she was working in her clinic or in her hospital because incidents happened. I actually had to go and install like fake 
CCTV cameras and stuff to try and deter this in her in her clinic. And it's just one of those things. Being a doctor in China is very different to being a doctor anywhere else in the world. So I just hope people can realize that when I say a Chinese doctor, it's not your idea of a high flying jet setter, you know, Western doctor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Franz Plagans, thank you very much. Wow, that's thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you very much for your generosity. Burpin Lama, mm. uh, Reddit is completely compromised. What sucks is people don't re people are replying don't realize this. Anything remotely CCP critical gets downloaded to death by Wuhan. It's yeah. If you go on World News, you'll really see that it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Wait till you. There is subreddits called like Sino uh, S I N O. Mm -hmm. That is literally like a Wumao haven, but it's yeah. like Western Wumaos too. Yeah, yeah. And that stuff's allowed to thrive, but anything that's remotely critical of, of the CCP gets like downloaded to oblivion. Yeah. yeah so crazy. really on patrol. I made a video about this a short while ago, but yeah. it's what it is. Uh, Robert Finch, I work in the hospital. I work in and out of hospital, in out of hospital healthcare for the NHS, and our COVID testing forums call it Wuhan COVID. Glad to see it's still called what it is. I'm happy to hear that. From. That's yeah. Uh, yeah that's no the, need to call it the China virus, but it, it did come from Wuhan, yeah. so Wuhan Wuh COVID Wuhan. is fine. Yeah. Um, Simo Punk. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, Sengupta. Why are the other languages like Hakka, Manchu, and Cantonese dying in the PRC? It's political. They do not mm -hmm. want them to survive, especially Cantonese. They do not want to survive. It's a seen as rebellion. China wants to push Mandarin on every single person. Well, yeah, Mandarin is something everyone has to learn. Yeah. And I know when I went into big government buildings, they would have on yeah, the... Yeah, please speak. They, in in they, university, they do that yeah, too. They're not, not please speak. You must. You must speak. I should you say must that, yeah. speak yeah. Mandarin and you know you know you're not allowed to speak any other language within the buildings and of course they've got microphones in the buildings and stuff depending on you know it's what just it a way is. to homogenize but it's like you have to you so if you walk into a big government building you're not allowed to speak in your dialect or in cantonese or anything else it's, uh, do yeah. you do your family and friends in the prc speak and no cantonese all of our family yeah. speaks cantonese our, our is families the first are, and only language yeah. they can speak Mandarin, but they don't no they that's the thing cantonese. our families are cantonese yes. and it's incredibly frustrating for me when i go for like a family dinner or something because naturally they can speak mandarin but it's not their first language and naturally they just slip into cantonese immediately and my cantonese is shit so i have to sit there listening to a bunch of like and i'm just like okay all right thanks guys i'll just sit here in a corner sure it's but probably why i used to drink so much but they shouldn't accommodate just one person let's be <laughs> no i understand that but it's it's kind you of you should it's... learn cantonese i mean i did learn some sure Actually, but I, spent I learned it years... through osmosis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I spent all those years studying Mandarin, I know, so I it's kind of like, you know... We're saying that because we, we learned <laughs> yeah. Chinese. Yeah. I get it. I'm just yeah. joking. Barb yeah. H, mm. did a fish eat a bat and then spread the virus and maybe the dead seafood air? Yeah, maybe what By the way, is... just to explain this, <laughs> Yeah. somebody... Okay, when I put out my... When originally, yeah. I put out my video about the Huanan seafood market and how coronavirus is a big deal because of all my friends in China that were freaking out about it. This is a long time ago. Mm. Everyone at the time, even scientists were saying, it maybe it comes from seafood or something like that, mm -hmm. which is what China is making the official narrative yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody, mm -hmm. a China shill, a CCP shill, I should yeah. say, made it his life's mission in a video just to rip my video apart. He basically says the coronavirus isn't a big deal yeah. and that China's got it under control. And he, he made a joke, and he, yeah. he, kind of like an insidious joke. And he goes, what is... You, what do you think? Uh, coronavirus comes from dead seafood air. Yeah. And I'm just thinking back, if the CCP watches that video now, if yeah. he probably should remove it before yeah. he gets in trouble because that's the official CCP narrative now. Yeah. So if they watch that, yeah. they have the, you're going to get spanking. You're going to be in trouble. 
Uh, All those shills were like really just I know, they playing were just, it down. And, remember oh. they were like celebrating? Remember that one Canadian shill I found on Douyin? It was mm -hmm. like, Canada will not block flights from Wuhan, China. We are a family. We know coronavirus isn't a big deal. <laughs> and there was like, like triumphant oh, music. Just, you know, it's just like a cold or whatever, yeah. you know. Oh, anyway, yeah. we, we don't need to get to no. that. Massive fins. Biden said the WHO response is pretty much full of crap. He will rely on U.S. intelligence. I was actually really happy when I read that. Yeah. I mean, as you should, though. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. if you're relying on the WHO at this point since the beginning, you're going to disappoint your populace. Of course. <laughs> if you're relying on Peter Daszak. <laughs> yeah. That's another name. No, <laughs> That's we, another name. Yeah, we have another, you guys another, can come up with your yeah, own names. We have another name for the man. <laughs> yeah. Angel Slayer yeah. 169. Did you hear U.S. diplomats coming to China were given rectal swabs for COVID-19? I did hear that, and I heard it was an error. Diplomats complained the, the procedure was undignified, and I'm pretty sure the Chinese response was that they made a mistake that they yeah. were given that directive. Well, that's the thing, is that it wasn't an error, no. obviously, but after of there was course. some pushback, you they're like, oh, you know no, it was an error. You know Imagine about. you're a U.S. diplomat, and they're like, bend over. That's what they're doing anyway, bending over for China, so I yeah. think it's just... It's kind of symbolic. Dave, <laughs> Dave from last time when he gave mm -hmm. you a flirty message, he said that you would look sexy with a beard. He okay. now says that I would look super nice. sexy with a beard. Nice. So thank you, Dave. And I promise you this, Dave, as attractive as you might think I am now <laughs> with a beard, you would not like me anymore. All right, Dave. <laughs> Tornado Brick, are there CCP propaganda video games? There's got to be. Yeah, dude. There's got to be. Dude, yeah, of course they are. I haven't done a whole lot of research into Chinese any, games. Any online game is a CCP propaganda video <laughs> yeah, game these true. days. Because that's all true. the, you know, there's huge amounts yeah. of uh, national You know what, my, video, my Chinese video games are me going on Chinese government websites. I just love them. I literally <laughs> peruse them in my free time because they're so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Citizens of Symphonia. Sorry. Just because of this uh was caused by ccp doesn't absolve politicians from the us in the way that they've handled it we didn't say Lock that lockdowns that aren't supported by the data that we have our societal suicide and we agree with yeah. that you understand what we were trying to say is that when that's the only conversation anymore yeah the bickering about the local politics and the politicians that is a necessary discourse yes but that's the only thing and then china the chinese government i should say gets removed from the entire scenario yeah. is exactly why they win yeah right not the Chinese people. The Chinese government wins when they've removed themselves from the narrative. Yeah. They can come up with the most bullshit theories you ever heard, and then people go in one ear, out the other at that point. Sure. Right? And that's why we brought that up. Correct. Julian Colbus, genuine question. Why is this a subject that received virtually no coverage in the mainstream media? Did I just miss it? And we're just talking about what we spoke about. You riddle me that. Yeah. <laughs> I legitimately don't That's know. because the mainstream media has stupid agendas to paint certain political areas in a bad light or whatever it is and for whatever reason the truth doesn't matter to them all that matters sure. is how they can you know i mean dig in their little digs here and there and do their nonsense devil's advocate though i mean it's the bbc that brought us that interview yeah like there is very good journalism and i'm i mean there's good journalism in everything people always get down to me fox has good journalism cnn has good journalism msnbc has good journalism in amongst all the crap in amongst yeah. whatever crap they're putting out because yeah. there's editorial pieces mm -hmm. there's actual investigative journalists that go out to do stories mm -hmm. you can't discount everything the problem again is that we're dealing with a, a world where it seems like the American news is all that anyone ever pays attention sure. to. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Sure. I saw this myself growing up in South Africa because the entire international news is all like um, free Mandela, et cetera, et cetera. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. So it all gets handed over. Murder rates go sky high, like 
huge problems erupt in, in South Africa. The worst horrible things going on right now in South Africa when it comes to crime and infrastructure and the economy and everything. But it's no longer an issue. It's like, right. oh, we, we, we achieved our goal. Everything's cool. Ah, Rainbow Nation, everyone's happy. Let's move on. And they never talk about it again. Sure. Meanwhile, it's a steaming pile of shit. And that's kind of how the mainstream media is. They focus on what's interesting to them. Their little narrative has to be In general, achieved. Yeah. And then everything else is okay. So actual real things that are affecting the entire world coming out of China are of no consequence because they'd rather, I don't know, talk about what Biden wore yesterday or what Trump did at the golf course or something like that. You know, it's stupid. It's like a, a stupid situation. So real news real important stuff that we should be paying attention to attention to is just kind of pushed aside that's because the whole world of media is kind of being driven sure. by the american media but keep in mind it exists yeah right and it exists under these companies so you can't discount all this stuff you can look at the company and say that company's shit and yeah. i agree yeah mainstream media companies are shit yeah but in amongst them the journalists are not to be demonized journalists are are good we need journalists and we get a lot of our information from journalists good journalists are good, good journalists are good that's what i meant to say Bullshit, trash, tabloid journalism. Of course, it's awful. But real investigative journalism is necessary for us to know about this stuff. Sure. Uh, Keep up the good work. Thank Thank you. you. JP, have you heard about the Uyghur thing yet? We already talked about that. We did talk about that. Thanks. Um, How balanced between the racist notions towards Asian American community and identify COVID as a China virus or Wuhan virus? Well, if you're that stupid that you want to equate... Um, a virus with a person that's on you that's you know i mean that's but that's that needs to be called that's just ridiculous if you think that i mean get out of here i made this video a while ago it's one of my biggest videos from like years ago and i I titled it are chinese girls easy and this is a question because this is a question i was asked a lot i'm living in china i was dating chinese women i was in relationships people want to know So I answered the question, and the answer is not really, to be honest. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, that question, if I say, are Chinese girls easy, does does anyone think that I'm talking about a Chinese person, a Chinese American? Or does anyone think I'm talking about a a Chinese Australian? Or does anyone think I'm talking about a, uh, a Chinese South African or a Japanese American? If you do, you're dumb, because I am talking about Chinese girls in mainland China, where I was living, of course. It's like the same question if I said, are Kenyan girls easy, or are American girls easy, or Canadian girls easy? I'm not talking about a race here. I'm talking about, you know, a nation and the people within. It was The same thing goes with this. If the virus comes from Wuhan, which it does, that doesn't mean that the Asian person living down the road from you has anything to do with Wuhan. That's an American it's or really, Australian. It's really sad that we have to point that yeah, out. Yeah, but, but this is the stupid thing is, how dare you try to blame someone that lives in your country who just happens to be of Asian ethnicity? St- statistically, like if that. you're doing that, if you're like some random dude that's not Asian, yeah. and you're pointing at the Asian person, you're saying that's the cause of the virus. Like you, They have the virus. Statistically, you're more likely to have it than they do. Because sure. they, they contracted it. If you look at racial demographics, Asian Asian people in the U.S. contracted it less. That's because they took ones. it seriously. Exactly. Because they know what so China is all point, about. Is you they have know to be how to a deal special kind of R word to, mm. to, to, to do something now, like that. Now, here's the thing. If you're sitting in the airport and the pandemic is broken out and everyone knows that it's currently spreading all over the world and a massive amount of Chinese tourists land there directly from Wuhan, yes, don't go near them cover your mouth, move out of there because you know that that's a very potential 
Um, you know, if you had that yeah. hypothetical information, yeah, I'm just yes. saying, like, you know, that's potentially correct, but to you know, racially discriminate against someone, we're talking about at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic, yeah, of obviously. course, not now, no, no, <laughs> but to yeah. racially discriminate against your neighbor who you know is, you know, Canadian or American or, or whatever, you see in the street, yeah, who's been living there their whole life, that's the stupidest thing ever. You have to understand that the source of this virus is China, not Chi- not ethnically Chinese people, hmm. you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a cock-up from the Chinese government. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nanda Mari, thank you for sharing so much inf- important coronavirus information. Mm-hmm. We need more of this passion and truth in mainstream media. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, Paul Douglas, just because. <laughs> thank <Appreciate> you. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Yeah. Uh, CNC engineer, much appreciated <laughs> journalism, guys. Question, have you looked into CCP meddling into U.S. politics? We have. Yes. Uh, Elaine Chow, the former Secretary of Transportation and daughter of major Chinese shipping magnet, seems suspicious. Well... Suspicious is not a good thing to paint yet, but when ties are found, then it becomes a different situation. Look, the world is lousy with Chinese corrupt influence, okay? doesn't matter which country, especially all throughout Africa right now and developing uh, countries around the world. It's just lousy. The Chinese government knows how to manipulate, and they're doing it very, very well. And, of course, they know how to manipulate everywhere, including the United States, like that spy that was sleeping around with influential yeah. people. It happens. It's how it is. Guys, China knows what they're doing, and everyone's too damn stupid and naive to see it for what it is. And that's what we're here for, is to try and educate you all so that next time you don't just take things for granted and expect everything is okay. You know what I mean? You'll be a little bit more suspicious of that PLA like general that is yeah. suddenly you know your new manager at work. Do not be suspicious of Chinese people. Be <laughs> no. suspicious of someone with clear clear ties. Party yeah. ties, ties to the CCP and has acknowledged that. Yeah. Like that's when you start to have alarm bells Absolutely, going on. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, made SWYSWB. Uh, I just want to say sincerely thank you for you to uh, taking the time to help educate. Your content experience is valuable, substantive, and genuinely refreshing. Stay awesome. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. that. Robert Lopez, always awesome. You too. You're also always awesome. Sensui Taima says, shocks to see China has the brown paper bag test. What is that? I actually don't know. Oh, sorry. And thank you. Exa from the ashes, not to mention China owns the quarantine uh, hotels and jails in Canada. Thanks for always. That is interesting. China Uh, owns Canada, to be honest. Oh, yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, they just voted unanimously that the weaker genocide was a genocide. Yeah, so. but I'm talking about like real estate oh, and sure, like sure. companies and corporations Cor- and... Corosna. Uh, so the CCP spreads COVID, cancels our Olympics, is allowed to host their own, and everyone is forced to come or else. Imagine how... Can you imagine how we feel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Henry, according to all laws of aviation, there's no way a bee should be able to fly. Its wings are too small to get its fat little body. Okay, <laughs> that's some good facts right there. And that's actually an old wives' tale. They're like, we don't know how bees can fly because that's complete bullshit, by really? the way. It's yeah. just like people like to throw that out there. You okay. know what I mean? We know exactly how bees fly. <laughs> CC, want to take my black friend to China. How should I explain to him the racism she may experience in China is not the racism in Western sense, but more due to ignorance? Well, that's exactly what you just said. Look, at the end of the day, let's be honest. Racism is racism. And it's not going to make them feel any better if someone's pointing at you on the street. And in Chinese, they won't understand it. That's the only saving grace. Because if someone's pointing at you and say, look, she's so black. Look, she's so ugly. And this is what they're saying in Chinese. That's, That's worse than Western racism. Because at least in the West, people, they might be racist, but they're not going to point at you and say derogatory things about you in public. So you've got to understand that there's no filter in china when it comes to these things and 
the saving grace, honestly, is that your friend won't be able to speak Chinese. So maybe she'll just think that they're being friendly. Jason An, if you're into DCS, download the new F22 mod. Kill everything. I shouldn't say kill. I say um, <laughs> shoot paintballs okay. at everything without people knowing you're there. Gr- Growling Sidewinder makes great content. Yeah, I do watch Growling Sidewinder, Sidewinder and, uh, you know, the BVR attacks are pretty good. I got the F16 module as well I've been messing with. But... Mel. Hmm. Thank you. Zach Thank Miller Corin. The motion in Canada is unfortunately not legally binding. Uh, As a Canadian, I know. Yeah. As a Canadian, I'm happy at least this was done. Have there been sanctions elsewhere? Not that we know of yet. But it, the motion, the gears are in motion. The gears are in yeah, motion. Yeah, they're in motion. Wu Mao, you often say that you dislike the CCP and not the Chinese people, but the majority of them support the CCP, so why should we have any sympathy? They don't. That's the thing. You no. can you take a poll and ask China. We talked about this last time. Yeah. Let's let's just say you go to China right now and you are an official poll taker yeah. from the government. Sure. Or whatever, and you go up to a person on the street, do you support the CCP? Of course they're gonna say yes, I love it. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to say no. And if you do, you can get into trouble. And not officially, not officially. Yeah. If you're just having a conversation. The majority of Chinese Chinese people are apathetic to yes. it. There is no way outside of it, right? Yeah. Especially if you're not in the party. You're not you're just very apathetic to the whole situation. You yeah. basically have to roll over. Yeah. The Chinese people, I'll put it to you this way, the Chinese people that I'm friends with, it, on the surface might be fairly pro-CCP because they're proud to be Chinese. And the CCP has, appro- like not appropriately, has successfully integrated yeah. the fact that you have to support the government to be a proud Chinese person. Yeah. However, in nuanced discussion with them, they're very against a lot of the principles of the CCP and hate a lot of the principles that the CCP stands for. They're not stupid. Yeah. They just lack the nuance because there hasn't been real discourse surrounding politics and the political situation in China. So I the shills like to do this. They like to dehumanize people. Like if you watch YouTubers, like Western YouTubers in China that promote the CCP, they're, one of their favorite things is that look at all these Chinese people around me. Number one, they don't speak Chinese, by the way. Yeah, so they don't. So really they don't know. understand what people are mm. saying. They don't have these nuanced discussions that we've had with Chinese people. Sure. I've never had one of these discussions before. Yeah. They go look at everyone. They're so happy. They love the CCP. They love China. So shut up, West. You're full of lies. Yeah. Well, you haven't had the conversation with them to understand that number one, they haven't been able to form a real opinion about the Chinese Communist Party. Number two, they're painfully unaware of a lot of things because. They're only allowed to see state-sponsored news, and the yeah. internet is freaking blocked, dude. Yeah, you're literally talking about a populace that's been cut off from international dialogue yeah. on purpose by their own government, and then you say, "Look, they support their government." On are top, you are you dumb? On top of that, if you're gonna stick a camera in someone's face in China sure. and ask them, "Do you like the CCP? Are you happy with your what life do you think here?" The repercussions. Are? Of course, they have to no. say yes. You, if you say no, and it ends up on the internet. You can be in a lot of trouble. Your whole family can be in a lot of trouble. And this is something that I've proven multiple times through my videos. If you look at the video I did last week where I interviewed the Ghanaian guy who put a, a video on Facebook, it got him forcefully deported and like 16 police living with him in, yeah. his, in his apartment for the two days prior to him being deported. It just shows you that if you do put anything online or you do have a staunch opinion against the government, you're going to be in trouble. So, of course, you're going to have a high... Um, approval rating. It's the same in North Korea. Imagine they they go take a poll. Oh, 112 percent of the people here approve of the government. <laughs> 19 holes you know? in one. And all the um, dogs. And all the dogs. The thing is, some of the mm. most important work that I think Winston and I do. And I'm talking to you, Uma. I think that was a good question, actually. Mm. Um, some of the most important work that we do that separates us from either articles about China or the pro CCP shills, like the YouTubers especially. Yeah is that we talk about the nuance, the, the gray area between all of this. Because when you, the shills tend to talk in absolutes. Mm. They'll use an example to make an absolute about everyone in China. Everyone in China supports this. 
Everyone in China thinks that there's no Uyghur genocide. Everyone in China loves the education system. It's this huge swath, this big yeah, brush, yeah. right? And to me, it's very dehumanizing because you'll take a personal story like the guy from Ghana yeah. to really understand the nuances of how the police system works. Sure. I've understood that. I, when I talk to people and, and talk to my friends about this stuff, we get into details about how things actually run in China on a personal basis that gives you more perspective instead of painting all Chinese people as a big brush. Sure. To me, one of the most racist things that some of these uh, pro-CCP shills do is that they've, and I say this all the time, They've never shown me that they have any meaningful relationship with Chinese people. And they don't have to show me that in video. But the reason I know that is because they don't even have the language skills to, to forge a, a meaningful sure. relationship. Not so how, how are you going to understand how China works? And I'm not trying to take away your credibility. It's talking as a whole. Yeah. But how are you going to forge a meaningful relationship and speak about Chinese people as a whole, right? <laughs> Rather than the intricate details of how the government works and things like this. When you just say everyone is in support. Everyone, look at how amazing life is. I'm going to walk around and look for homeless people. Yeah. And look, there's no homeless people. I'm going to go show this on camera, right? It's such on-the-nose bullshit. And yeah. it's so unbelievably facetious yeah. and unbelievably dumb, like poor journalism to me. Sure. Rather than what we do is spend hours and hours researching into a topic and fully understanding it before we open our fat mouths about it. Absolutely. Right? Never mind that. Just life experiences of seeing the real thing. That, that as well. You know. Right. But yeah, but keeping those relationships and actually understanding how, mm -hmm. how China works is very, very much more useful to me mm -hmm. in understanding how evil the CCP is. And we came to that conclusion because of our relationships with people yeah. in China. Correct. We didn't come to the conclusion that CCP is evil because we read an article about it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. Sorry if I went on a rant there. Sure. Um, JP, Canada's conservative leader is calling for the relocation of the 2022 Beijing Olympics over the Uyghurs. Do you guys see the boycott as a possibility? We hope so. Well, that's what my video is about tomorrow, so, I hope, so you, tune in. I hope you can watch it. Jordan, thank you. P-Dog, thank you. Zach miller Corin, you guys are awesome. I've been thank following you. you for five years, and you're always a voice of reason. I appreciate the that. Great I really appreciate that. Will. Thank you. Case closed 93. Winston, great interview you just did. Uh, the U.S., they say the U.S. police are racist, but at least they don't make you, they don't smoke in your sure. house. Yeah. You don't think I'm insensitive, but you have to watch the video to understand how insane that was. Yeah. And I mean, look, the thing is, like we've said already in this, this video, uh, this, this racism that's baked into Chinese society, it's just accepted and it will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. Anyone from a Western country that's been PC their whole life. Um, we were having a discussion about this the other day. When you get to China and you meet other expats, you actually see people devolve. They actually let go of their politically correct outsides and start to just be absolute pieces of crap because they know they can get away with it in China. You can use racial slurs. You can be an absolute piece of shit. You can be a horrible person. Uh, remember no we one talked ever, about this the other yeah, day? We were talking saying. about this. This is yeah. something, again, This you can you can use some of the shills, yeah. the CCP shills on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. A particular Canadian likes to say this. I love China. <laughs> Because I, they don't have PC culture. Sure. And on the surface, that sounds pretty tantalizing. It's mm. like, yeah, I'm sick of all this PC culture that we have sure. here in the West. Okay. But actually what that means, that's just veiled language by saying, I can be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Because that's really what you mean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think anyone likes absurd PC culture. But there's something called being polite and non-judgmental to someone based on their race. Mm. And when you say that, I love that Chinese people are not PC and all this... You're basically saying, I love that I can be racist and shitty. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And at the same time, what they don't realize is that, yes, you don't need to be PC towards other races. No. 
but you have to be PC towards yeah, China. Yeah, it's a one-way street. It's a one-way street. Just because China's not PC towards the rest of the world, and that includes you, by the way. They're not PC towards you no, as you a foreigner. No, you can't understand. Yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. matter. As a foreigner, they're not PC towards you. But the fact of the matter is they don't mind if you agree with them, you know. Sure. But don't ever go against them. Sure. Anyway, that was just something uh, we were talking about. Uh, Linda Hunter says, because I love you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Um, somebody said, I, I snapped again. Somebody said, the, the one I missed said, imagine if the West still was using bloodletting, kind of like the way traditional Chinese medicine is. It's, 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 they, and they have bloodletting. They do. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. They do actually have bloodletting. They letting. do. Forget about that. They've got the moxibustion stuff, yeah. and they've got the, you know, there's a lot of... The moxibustion has yeah. bloodletting in it. Yeah, they have that too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of interesting things. It's interesting, but also quite, oh, it's quite ridiculous. That, if yeah. you if you see some of the like those things where they they put that thing yeah, in the yeah. spine and yeah. they that oh. metal thing and they scrape and they like oh. take little babies and twist their heads oh, around. Oh, they like, remind me of that. Yeah. Oh, there's the some. Gua. Yeah, the gua, sha gua, that, that yeah. stuff. You know. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Arkadius Wachowski, uh, mm-hmm. you say nobody should restrict restrict from speaking their mind, and then you say. That if Nazi Germany is still on, still around, they would be restricted from speaking their mind. No, mm. what we're saying is that a country's government that freely uses other platforms to promote oppression, but yeah. then in their own country blocks that. Yeah, that to me is not freedom of speech. That's hypocrisy. Yeah, that's taking advantage of freedoms to promote unfreedom, non-freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's putting an saying. end to freedom of yes. speech because it's working. The Chinese government's got to a point where they shut down any dissenting opinions against the CCP, Correct. against the government. And they do this by using things like cancel culture and, you know, saying people are racist if they do this, say this about the Chinese government. How is the Chinese government a race? You know what I mean? Apparently it is. Well, because the CCP said you cannot separate. Remember Xi Jinping yeah, said that? Yeah, you, you cannot. cannot. I felt like that was directed at us. You cannot separate <laughs> the CCP from from its people. people. Yeah. Dan Ketchatori, thank you very much. That is incredibly generous. Thank wow. you. Wow. And no message either. Like, uh, seriously. You. Send us an email or something if you want us to cover something. That's amazing. Thank uh, you, man. Proclaim more. Monetize. Uh, Doughboy makes <laughs> great stories again. Mm-hmm. Vagrant Story and Secret of Evermore 2 are two yeah. excellent classic games. And I both. love Vagrant Story. Yeah. I beat it. Um, and Secret of Evermore, I have not played. I played it and it's good. Is it? Yeah. The one with the we dog? We should set it up on the, the retro thing. That's the American one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're currently playing Secret of Mana together. Yeah. I'm playing the second player. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, Chad F. Young, Corn Pop, got his finger on so the We're button. just so hip and awesome. That's what we do in our spare time. No more clubbing for us. We play SNES games. Hey, whatever. It's good. You're mature. Know. You're mature. I don't know how Corn Pop is. Okay. Um, David Newfield, Canadian government genocide comment was well played. Calls out the CCP while giving the Canadian cabinet deniability while dealing with two Michaels mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands of, of Hong Kong Canadians. Canadians. Yeah. Uh, Business eighty eight. Stay awesome. Love you guys. And we are way over time today. My yeah. apologies. I I actually like it when we go over time because it means yes. that we're interacting with you guys more. Yeah. We super appreciate every single one of you who joins us here on the podcast. And I mean, everyone, Seriously. of course, the guys giving us that gave us super chats, you're incredibly generous and you're helping us so much. Yes. But I just want to say how much we actually do appreciate every single one of you who watches, even if you just watch the podcast, but yeah, if you watch course. any of our other channels as well, you guys are really fantastic. And you're the reason why we can continue to do this. So thank you. The only reason. Yeah. Guys, we got a lineup for you. Just quickly go through it. Yesterday, you talked about brands that are, you know, the CCP's chasing. Basically, our brand manager told us that we we can't work with any brands anymore, more or less because of our our opinion. Yeah, and that is, we talked about that last week as well. So that is what it is. Tomorrow, I'm talking about the Beijing Olympics, the 2022 Winter Olympics. Should we boycott them? 
please watch that. I hope you can it's make up, you up your own mind. And uh, of course, we've got our Worthless Whips and ADB China next week. So we've got a, a nice lineup for you. Can't wait to see you in the next one. We'll see you next week for our next live show, guys. And until then, you know the drill. As always, stay awesome. And I'm going to try not